0: Testing one, two, testing one, two, testing one, two, three, and we are a go. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. Not really much on tap to talk about today. Really hasn't been a lot going on in the sports world, well, at least going on in the world that we feel like we can talk about. Because in the NFL, it's just repetitive. In the NBA, it's just repetitive. Um, the Final Four is coming up, so we'll talk about that. We will talk. We will talk about the new Bill Stadium. Uh, since we're both from Buffalo, we'll talk about that deal. Uh, We'll also talk about the Sabres because we haven't done that in a while. And we'll also talk a lot about a lot about the World Cup qualifiers that just finished up since in the game of soccer over the past couple of weeks, it was an international break with a lot of qualifiers for the World Cup that will take place in, sadly, November. But let's get right into it where we will talk about the final four. We are we're here. New Orleans, well, we're not, we're not New Orleans, but like the tournament has gone to that point. It seems like, it it literally seems like just yesterday that the NCAA tournament started with the field of 68, but we are now down to our final four teams where we have our first match, where the first matchup will be between Villanova and Kansas, and then the second matchup will be probably the biggest game in the college basketball season as Mike Krzyzewski continues his of like his last ride and the Duke blue devils will take on the rival North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, Let's go into the first game first, uh, first because that, that one's going to tip off Villanova and Kansas villain like, Villanova had Villanova and Kansas practically like, kind of had. I, I, Kansas had an easy run to the Final Four because of the luck that they had in their region. They were pro. They they've been one of the better teams in all of college basketball like the entire season. But their region was practically a cakewalk. I always feel like Kansas gets a cakewalk region and they somehow always find a way to fuck it up. But this year they didn't. Villanova's coming into the matchup. They're not a deep team. They're they're a pretty good team, like don't get me wrong. But then they're also without their they're also gonna be without their second leading score here. Uh what's your take on this matchup, my good sir?
1: Um, I I just like Kansas. I mean they I know you they have had a cakewalk into the final four. I mean, the toughest team they played was Providence, and I never was really high, that high on province going into this tournament. I know they were a team I can shoot, but that was really the only challenge they faced. I mean, they kind of just wiped the floor with Miami. Um, Creighton gave them a little struggle, but nothing. They couldn't handle them. And I just, I don't know. I feel like Villanova is one of these teams in the tournament that I just don't, especially, I mean, they're kind of, I mean, we got the three blue bloods and then like, I would call Villanova like getting to be that point. Um, so it is a good final four matchup, like, between both divisions. But I I just like – I like Kansas in this matchup. I think Villanova is just kind of – to me, overrated. I mean, Kansas has looked like the better team all tournament over Villanova, in my opinion. Um, And I just – I think Kansas' size is going to become a problem for Villanova. And I I'm just kind of high on Kansas right now. I think this is a team that will probably – if they get past Villanova, they probably win the tournament. Um, in my opinion, I mean, they're firing really on all cylinders. Um, I just don't really see a way. That um, Villanova, Villanova can, wins this game? I can't see a way Villanova get past Kansas. I don't know if this is because, like, it's biased on my part, how high I'm riding right now on – on, excuse me, on, on Kansas. It could be that. But I just – I really do like Kansas in this tournament. I am – They've had a cakewalk. Kansas has had a cakewalk in. That's going to be their first real test on. They haven't really been tested. And now they might struggle just based on the fact that they really haven't been tested. But I just think they're a good enough team where they're going to be able to get through and see themselves into the NCAA championship.
0: So when it comes to looking at this matchup here, looking at the overall perspective of the Final Four first, like you said, we have three true blue bloods. In Kansas, North Carolina, and Duke. Kansas has the most wins all time in men's Division One college basketball. North Carolina has the most Final Four appearances of all time, and Duke is and Duke is a has been a Final Four regular, and has, are also five time national champions. Villanova, like I wouldn't say they're a blue blood, but I mean they've been one of the more they've been more one of the recognizable powerhouse, like recognizable programs in college basketball, at least in the past, like, 20 years.
1: Yeah, I would say probably the last 10 years Villanova really came onto the scene. Um, And I'm still, like you said, I don't put them in that blue blood category yet, but they are getting there.
0: Yeah, because the thing is, though, is, like, Jay Wright has taken this program to new levels. But looking at the current Villanova team, I mean, honestly, like, See Villanova, under, Villanova the past Villanova the past like few years has been like either they make the final either they make the final four or they find a way to like not get past the, not get into the Sweet Sixteen or get past the Sweet Sixteen. So going back to going back to like I and and it pains me to do this as a Tar Heels fan, but going back to twenty sixteen, they won it all in sixteen. They got knocked out in the second round in 2017. They won it all in 2018. They got knocked out early in 2019. If I remember there was no tournament in 2020, and if I remember correctly like they they got they got bounced early. In, they got bounced early in 2021. So like they're like it's like on an almost even year stretch of like go to the final four, shit the bed. Go to the final four, shit the bed. Then like that, then like the past couple of years, like obviously no tournaments and then like shit the bed. But here they are back in the final four. But as mentioned, Villanova is also not a very this Villanova team compared to 2016 and even 2018. They are not deep. They also don't have their second leading scorer because he tore his Achilles in the, their Elite Eight victory, uh, which is sad to say, honestly. Kansas though has been probably like their height and their height and their just overall ability on their overall ability like on, on offense and defense. I'm definitely plays a factor here as we have been talking about Kansas like really has had an easy cakewalk. Creighton gave them a scare for about thirty seconds. Providence gave them a scare for about forty-five seconds, but now we actually have now Kansas actually has like a t- a true tough opponent on the schedule. But I'm with you on this. I mean, it, it's not riding high on Kansas, and they and that they've had an easy cakewalk. I think the lack of depth that Villanova has it, is going to play a factor into this, and will eventually hurt them in the long run. Because if Kansas somehow finds a way to like get Get a lead get a lead big enough to like be able to try and stretch out. They I think Kansas will stretch that lead out more than Villanova will be able to call and fight back.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. And unfortunately for this game as well, it kind of is the overshadowed game of the weekend just because of the other two teams that are going to be playing, because we know the history between North Carolina and Duke. So this game isn't getting that many eyes, but I do like this is a great Final Four match. But I mean it's a one-two. It's a one-two matchup, and I don't know, but like you said, I think Kansas is just Kansas is just too deep. Whereas Villanova is going to struggle with that, especially like you said, they are lost their leading scorer. Um, he'll be out for the tournament, and I just don't see how they can come back from that.
0: Yeah, that's, I that's mean,
1: especially going, and I know they played without him in, or yeah, because he tours the Kelly's in the Elite Eight, and now this is going to be the first time they're going to see what kind of team they are without him.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, my thing is, is, like, the only way I say, like, unless they get, like, some sort of motivational factor, like, where he's able to just be in the locker room and around them, like, on the trip to New, like, in New Orleans and in the locker room and on the bench, I mean, that's about it. But, I mean, as mentioned, like, this matchup is sadly overshadowed by the probably the probably the biggest college basketball game of the year, probably going to be the most watched basketball game, both professionally and collegiately all year too. And that is the second matchup of the final four between North Carolina and Duke. This is round three of the rivalry in 2021. Obviously Duke and North Carolina both have, they have a history like it's probably the greatest rivalry (laughs) It's the greatest rivalry in all of college basketball. Probably the greatest rivalry in all of college sports, and it stands there as like one of the great rivalries in,
1: including pro sport, sports as well. In,
0: yeah, in sports, this in is like America. this is like
1: Yankee. To me, this is like a Yankees Red Sox rivalry. Almost yeah. has that type of caliber.
0: Exactly. They j- like the programs hate each other, and ironically as long as both programs have been around and as long as the NCAA tournament has been around, this is the first time that both of these programs are meeting in the NCAA tournament. And like everybody all like, this is something that everybody always wants and we finally get it. And I don't know if it's because like the basketball gods, like just work in like some strange, mysterious way that say, all right, K to win it all. You have to go through your rivals or if the basketball gods want to be cruel and say, okay, your your retirement is going to be at the hands of your biggest rival. Like there's that, – that's literally the two ways like you can go about this. I mean when it comes to this matchup and I'm going to be a – like, when it comes to this matchup here, I'm going to be a biased Star Heels
1: fan in this because I want to. Oh, be biased. I mean, the only people cheering for Duke, let's be honest, are going to be Duke fans come Saturday.
0: Yeah, exactly. Everybody, More people want to see Kay retire. The only thing is, though, more people are going to root for North Carolina because they want to see Kay retired, which would be what – like, he's retiring anyways, but for him to be retired by his rival – that would be ridiculous. I'm and insane just to even think about.
1: Especially since we got a whole year of a Coach K retirement tour, like he's a player. Yeah, and, and now no. to end it against UNC would just be poetic justice. I mean, the only thing that does scare me in this though, with it being Coach K's last year, it's like everything's gonna set up for him, especially like because Kansas is. If say let's say Kansas goes through and Duke wins. If they can beat Kansas, beat two blue bloods en route to Coach K winning his last game ever, winning another tournament and getting his 100 and, well, this will be his 102nd win in the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, which will be the most, which will continue to extend his most all-time yep.
1: amount. And that's what scares me about this is the fact that those storylines, like I can see them in my head now. See, I don't want to see that because I want to see UNC go through. I want to see Coach K be retired by UNC and just with the magnitude of this rivalry. I mean, clearly Roy Williams isn't there this year. He retired last year, but to pick the successor that will go and take Coach K down in the tournament would be amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, Hubert, see, that's the thing. Like, when you look at the Final Four, North Carolina isn't supposed to be here when you really think about it all season. And I never really talked about college. We never talked to college basketball on the podcast all that much, but when I was watching North Carolina, like they were very, very inconsistent early on in the regular season. There was a law there when they lost at home by 20, i thought to my, everybody was like, they're not making the tournament. Then they just started to like win games in the con in conference play and then everything changed when they went into Cameron in at his, Coach K's final game in Cameron Indoor Stadium, and they won and beat K. They beat Duke, and outside of one loss to Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament, and about ten to fifteen minutes against Baylor, where they almost collapsed, almost cla- capitulated, and blew a 25-point lead. They have been the hottest team in college basketball in Division One.
1: I. Uh, I would make an argument that Duke has also had an amazing tournament. Duke has looked, in my opinion, Duke has looked like the best team through the tournament. I mean, Paulo Manchero has played unreal for this team throughout the tournament, and Man, just, should,
0: man should be in jail on a DWI charge, but that's a side we note. Don't,
1: we don't got to get into that. <laughs> no,
0: we don't got to get into that. But that's not, I, 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 I wanted to throw that out there. but
1: No, I no, know. I, I get back. what you're saying because like at the, when we first started about the, the beginning of the tournament, I mean, you said like, UNC just needs to play fast basketball. And that's what they did for most of the tournament until they almost collapsed against Baylor. We saw that style that they played against Duke when they beat Duke in Coach K's last regular season home game.
0: Yeah. And but now, but then, Outside of, outside of Duke losing to Virginia Tech, like you said, like you're not wrong. I'm not going to disagree with you. Duke has been hot as soon as the tournament started. I mean, they
1: have been, the, in my opinion, I know it was right high in Kansas, but Duke has looked like, in my opinion, the best team in this tournament. As much as that pains me to say. They yeah. have the really most consistent. They're making their free throws down the end of the games. They're making their shots out the end of the game. I, mean, I think back to the, I believe it was when they played their Arkansas game, where just in the last four minutes, they couldn't miss a shot. Them and Texas, when they played Arkansas and Texas Tech, Duke just didn't miss shots in the last four minutes of the game, whereas you see other teams will struggle with that, and that's the reason I look at Duke and, like, what scares me about them, because I don't want them to win, is, like, teams that make those shots in those final moments, that's all that matters. Because what you do before that, let's be honest, basketball is going to find a way to even itself out come the end of a game against good teams.
0: Yeah, exactly. That You're not wrong there at all. I mean – This matchup could go – this matchup is so even. It could go either way. Like, North Carolina could find – like, if both teams on their – if both teams are on their game, the real winners of this matchup are going to be Villanova and Kansas because they're going to want, like, North Carolina and Duke to play as many overtimes as they can into Sunday morning. But the thing is, though, is, like, say one team gets cold where another team gets – where and another team just catches fire – Obviously, like the other team, like the the one, like the one team catching fire, like is not going to burn out. Like the other team that went cold, comp in in contrast, they're done for. They are done for. But the thing is, though, is because of just how both teams have been playing extremely well in this tournament, I can't see either team like getting going on a cold streak, honestly. This is going to be like one of those. This is probably this should be a classic. This should be a classic here. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the game, obviously, but I mean, like you said, Paul, ben- Paul, Bencero, uh, Paul Benchero, Paul like has been on one lately, practically showing like why he's going to be a top lottery pick in the draft in co- come the NBA draft. I mean, for North Carolina, like you've been, like you look at Armando Baycott, you look at Caleb Love, you look at Brady Manick, like, when Caleb Love like can act, like when Caleb Love is on like he was in the second half against UCLA, I mean there was no stopping him. When Ar- Armando Baycott like, hey, the man can the North Carolina he's the main re- one one of the main reasons like why North Carolina is the best rebounding team in the country. But the thing is though is that these te- these teams know each other. I mean, you talked about how Roy Williams. Like, retired at the end. Like, actually, it's going to be a year ago, like tomorrow, that Roy Williams announced his retirement, by the way. Um, but Hubert Davis, like, is no fool. Like, he knows how Duke and Coach K operates because Hubert Davis sat on the bench alongside Roy Williams for 10 years. So, like, he, know, he, he knows the rivalry. He played for UNC, like, he played for North Carolina, like, he, and so playing against duke like in 90 in the late 80s early 90s so he knows about the rivalry and aspect too but yeah you know, i'm trying to figure out like who has who has like who has you know everybody's talking about like kkk coach k like this could be his last game i think north carolina has more pressure on them to win this game than duke does
1: um, I I would disagree because you look at the fact that North Carolina is not supposed to be here, and so it's like they exceeded exceeded all expectations. Yes, if your run ends here, it sucks, but no one no one thought you're going to be here. Whereas See, if you're Duke, and that was if even Duke, you were a team where like this team could probably win the tournament, and now they have to face their biggest rival. So I think I think it's on them. I think this game's on Duke. UNC can do whatever they want. It's not going to matter. The, all the pressures on Duke, based on the fact that Coach K's last game, it like, could be his last game. They were favorites coming into the, uh, coming into the tournament. Um, so, that's how See, I feel
0: about it. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Again, I'm not going to disagree with you. I say North Carolina has more pressure on them as a biased Carolina Tar Heel. North Carolina Tar Heels fan. When you look at this matchup. Obviously the rivalry plays a huge part in it. And the only reason why I say North Carolina faces more pressure to win this game is because of the magnitude of, of, of the aspect of the rivalry. They can go into new Orleans on Saturday night. They can beat Duke and not only go to the national championship, they will retire, be the team that ended coach K not, not Kansas, not Villanova, not arkansas not texas tech not even not, not not michigan state not cal state fullerton it would be north carolina the the program that duke hates the most their biggest rival and that would be like the mo- that would be the moment to end the argument of the rivalry because what like do like you can't recover from that in the rivalry now obviously like Obviously I f- I'm, we're not in new Orleans. Like we don't know like what the players and coaches are thinking, obviously, but at some point it has to have had come across the minds of coach Hubert Davis, the players, and even Roy Williams, because we know Roy's been fine. Fo- Roy's been on TV. He's following the team wherever he goes, but I'm not going to disagree with you and say that like Duke doesn't have pressure on them because they do like, like you said, this, this, This has been like this has been the last ride. The the pressure on Duke has been intensified, and there's been a magnifying glass on Duke practically all tournament because of one man. So I'm not going to disagree with you on that, but I mean we'll just see what happens. I mean the game will probably end sometime around midnight Sunday morning, anyways.
1: Right, and thankfully, yeah, thankfully we're both off Sunday, so we'll be able to stay up and not watch him and not be miserable the next day.
0: Exactly,
1: um, but no, I get, I do get what you're saying, but like, I just like, it's like you look at it, it's like, well, honestly, everything past the round of, or everything past the round of 64 like, was just cake for. Let's be honest. Everything they got after the round of 64 was cake for North Carolina because no one thought they were going to be Baylor. Um, then they go beat UCLA and then they get got to play a very hot St. Peter's team. And it's like, all right, all that's good and fair. It's like, now you get to see your biggest rivals. Um, You get to possibly end coach case career here. And I guess we'll just see where this takes us. I mean, I'm excited for this game. Like you said, this is probably gonna be the one of the most watched basketball games in a long time, I would say, including NBA. And that's how where I think it is just based on the magnitude of it because that's all the storylines have been all week uh, surrounding the NCAA tournament was these two.
0: Exactly. I mean, and and that's kind of, and no disrespect to Villanova or Kansas, but like when something like this happens, like when this finally happens, like of course the dead horse is going to get beaten over and over and over again because it's like, this never happened. Here we are. All right.
1: So, and um, if Duke happens to go through this game as well, I guess another point adding to like the pressure for UNC, I guess I'll hop on your train here for a second. It's like now that end of the regular season game that UNC won is meaningless if they don't win this game.
0: Yeah. That's another point of it too. I mean, like that's another point of it too. I, you know, you, it, it,
1: and the like thing, that game, unfortunately for UNC just comes like another game now, because it's like, okay, well, the, kind of like the bills and chiefs, like, it's like you beat them in the regular season, but then they go and beat you in playoffs. So it's like, who cares?
0: Exactly. That's exactly. So right. Now
1: if, if UNC do, does go and win this game, then you look at Duke, like why couldn't coach K get this team past Duke the last few times they, or uh, excuse me, North Carolina the last few times they played them in the season.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is though, is like, we'll never know because K will be retired
1: finally. Um, it's gonna suck not having anyone to hate in college basketball. Yeah, coaching wise, coaching wise. So uh,
0: I'm not a big fan of Bill Self, to be honest.
1: I just don't like how Coach K made this all last season, like about him. Well, and he said he didn't, but yet everything was revolved around him.
0: Well, that's the that's the magnitude of that's the magnitude of a guy that's been there for a long time, longer than we've been alive, and ended up winning five national titles and could potentially win a sixth. But Coaching-wise, like uh, – like, I, I'm, I'm – obviously, like, I can't – like obviously, like, as a tariel's fan, I don't like Kay, but, I mean, like, I respect, like, how he built practically the Duke program from, like, dog shit, so I'll respect him for that. But coaching perspective, I'm not <laughs> – coaching perspective, I really don't like – I really don't like the other two co- – I really don't like the other two coaches in the Final Four either. I mean, I'm not a fan of Bill Self because – I think that I think that they ride Bill self too like ride ride him high too much. I mean, he like they talk about his dominance of the Big Twelve, but then like, what's he have? What does he have to show for it? Like on a national stage, like he only has one title, like and that was, go that was like that (laughs) fourteen that was like fourteen years ago. Now he won it in two thousand and eight, and he hasn't and he and and. And he hasn't, and he hasn't won one since. And then Jay Wright, well, fuck Jay Wright, uh, fuck Villanova, twenty sixteen, fucking assholes. But um, uh, it's a whatever there. I mean, um, so we're taking Kansas in the first game, obviously, because we don't think Villanova, like, we don't think Villanova sadly has a chance. But who are you taking in this game here? Um, are you I... riding with logic, or are you riding with emotion?
1: Well, I'm going to ride with logic, but I'm hoping my logic is wrong and it's more of one of those scenarios where it's like I'm going to pick this and just pray that I'm wrong.
0: You're going to pick um, Duke if, and Carolina wins.
1: Yes, and then uh, you can say, yeah, you were wrong, Jake, but I want to be wrong. I'm I'm throwing this game, basically. I, I'm picking Duke. <laughs> hoping, hoping maybe I give him a little bit of a, you know, just kind of – A
0: podcast curse?
1: Yeah, give him a little podcast curse.
0: Yeah, I mean – I'm going to be honest here. When I made my bra when we made the brackets and I told you, I I told you all along, I did not see North Carolina getting past the sweet 16. I, I had a feeling that they were going to beat Baylor mainly because I thought Baylor was like kind of overrated, even though they were the national defending national champions. I also knew Baylor were missing two of their top starters, but I did not think that North Carolina was going to carry that momentum into beating UCLA after they beat UCLA. I'm thinking to myself, well, because. I knew like you like that was that was that was the last game of the elite eight like and that re- like one of the last, last games of the elite eight so I had already known like okay like they can they're gonna play Saint Peter's so my thought process it was all right beat UCLA you're gonna get into the final four here they are in the final four don't fuck the moment up this is their moment this is Hubert's moment I'm I, I if I pick them I feel like I'm cursing them. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm riding with my team. I'm taking the Tar Heels. They're retiring K, and they're going to and they're going to play in the national championship on Monday night. And it's going to be the Roy Williams final: North Carolina versus Kansas. And the only reason why I call it the Roy Williams final is because he coached the Kansas before he coached the North Carolina. But that's who I'm picking. I, I, I'm pick like I'm pick, I, I can't I can't go with logic and choose Duke. I, I just can't. I'll go with my emotion. I'll take my Tar Heels. Um, they'll play Kansas on Monday night.
1: Um, uh, so do, are we both agreeing that the game Saturday night, Duke and UNC will have more viewers than the national championship actually will no matter who goes through.
0: I think that, I think that, I think the final four matchup between those two definitely will have more viewers than the national championship. The only people that will care about the national championship will be, the, the fans of the, the fans of those res, of the two respective schools playing on Monday nights and actual like college basketball fans. But the thing is though, is like Duke UNC will just get a lot of basketball fans, a lot of K haters, a lot of Duke haters. Um, and well, if Duke, lo- well, then, and then if Duke loses, it'll just be a bad day for uh, Cowboys and Lakers fans all around.
1: There's and Yankees fans.
0: Fuck you. Well,
1: I'm <laughs> not wrong.
0: I'm a Giants fan, but yeah, it's a stereotype, I guess, but it is what it is there. Um, But yeah, no, that's where we stand. Uh, Moving on to our next topic here. Um, Your beloved Buffalo Bills are going to be staying here for at least 30 more years with a quote unquote ironclad deal to build a new stadium that is going to be, Starting construction in 2023 and should finish in 2026. Um, How do you feel? How do you feel about the whole issue? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the stadium the past few days since the deal got announced. Obviously, there's some positive reaction. There's some negative reaction. A lot of people are still questioning some aspects of the deal. But your opinion, how do you feel?
1: Um. I, I like the deal. Um, I mean, I'm people are complaining like, oh, why why do they like need so much money from the public? But I mean, you kind of look at so the public is gonna need to pay what is it like, uh, uh eight hundred like eighteen million.
0: Yeah, they're gonna pay like over eight hundred million dollars yeah. like combined from both for both the state and the, um, county. But the thing is though, is like,
1: I mean, we paid like I I I like I mean we paid people of Erie County had to pay for the Yankees new stadium when that was being built. So, I mean, I don't, and if you look, if you look at the population of New York and how much they need, it's not a lot of money. If you really think about it, I think like if you did the math, it's like, it's almost like an extra like $300 a person on their taxes. Um, I, I just don't like the fact that it is going to be a smaller stadium than we have now. I guess like really is my only issue. Like I think they should like, it was pretty obvious they were going to stay. The NFL wasn't going to let the NFL and the owners weren't going to let, uh, the Buffalo Bills leave New York just based on the fact that we are becoming a bigger market and the fact that we're winning and we're getting more eyeballs on us and how many people like show up. I mean, we've always like people would always show up to the games, even if we sucked. But now that's magnitude by our winnings. So, like it was obvious. I think they were going to stay. I figured we were going to have to pay something out of our taxes. Um, I mean and I I like that it's going to be open air. I ceiling if you put a roof on it it was going to be even more expensive. So
0: if you put a roof on it, the, if you put a dome on it, the, the stadium would have had to be built downtown and the whole process of building a downtown stadium. And I, and I, and I told you, I would have preferred a downtown stadium, but the economic like aspect of it would have just been ridiculous. Not yes. only for building the stadium, but like tearing down a bunch of homes and displacing like 5,000 people, like just randomly all over the area after that. No, like, I'm
1: happy they're keeping it where they are. Cause I like it. I like where the stadium's located and the fact for like tailgating and stuff because I feel like tailgating downtown would suck. I feel it wouldn't imp- have the same atmosphere. Like, I've been to uh, like when I went to Pittsburgh, they have uh, their stadiums more downtown, and just tailgating doesn't feel the same. I know I'm just talking like a, just a buy a spill tank because I go to like all the games. Um, and no, all, I'm so not the stadium's, gonna... all, the stadium's also like five minutes from my apartment. So, well, <laughs> I'm
0: not I'm not gonna disagree with you about. about like set up downtown for pittsburgh because like when i went there like obviously like when i it wasn't a football game when i went to heinz field it was the rolling stones concert but like seeing how the parking situation is and like how people just kind of sit around or whatever that's a mess it i wasn't gonna go that far but it's i would say congested mainly because like the sports entertainment district is like in one part of the city like you have like and one end, like Heinz Field, literally, like, right on the river right there. It's right next but, to
1: PNC Park.
0: Yeah, you literally can walk, like, a quarter of a mile down the road, and not even, like, a quarter of a mile. Like
1: Yeah, and then if you go – PNC
0: Park is right there, and it's a bunch of parking lots and, like, restaurants and stuff.
1: And then if you actually get into downtown, like, over the water, if you get actually downtown, downtown Pittsburgh, that's where they have PPG Paints uh, oh, Arena right now, where right the Penguins play. Yeah. But I like the fact that all three of their sports teams there are close. Um, but I prefer like the just because traffic coming out of downtown Buffalo because we know, but buff downtown Buffalo is not that big. I feel like it would be a mess because you're going to get a lot more people than you would at say than you would at Sabres games. I mean, let's be honest, the Bison's barely get 5,000 people a game anyway. So, like traffic and traffic already sometimes is bad enough there just because the city's so small.
0: Well, yeah, no, the traffic is terrible coming out of downtown Buffalo, like just in general. I mean. Like there's not a lot of like ways to get onto the one ninety from downtown Buffalo. No. I mean I mean there are ways, but the thing is though, because not of,
1: ideal.
0: Yeah, and it's because of how the streets are set up in Buffalo. Like how many of them are one way? How many of them like how many of them like have congested traffic? Then you've got Main Street, which is like being like which is half train, half car. Um uh, which is what which is annoying there. I mean, I know, that, I know that, like, just myself, tomorrow night, like, when me and my dad go to the Sabres game, like, it's going to be a pain in the ass just to get out of Buffalo. And because... there's,
1: there's going to be, like, 19,000 people, then nineteen five there, because it's a full house.
0: And it's going to be the only
1: full house of the season, but... Yeah, and there's going to be a, you know how much of a mess it is to get out of Sabres games, just based on the fact of what you just said. There's, like, only a few certain ways to actually get onto the throughway, ideally.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, though, is like
1: one of the way, like
0: one of the ways to like get out of the state, like get out of the arena, like honestly, like you know, would be pro Like you can only get on the one ninety. You can get on the one ninety practically from like behind the Bison Stadium, like over like behind left field, which which is Oak Street. If Oak Street, yeah, Oak Street, yeah. And then there's like, and then Mm -hmm. you can, and then. Elm, I think it's like you go down Elm, and then all of a sudden, like there's like to get on the 190 and then like all and then like maybe get onto the skyway or something like that. I, you know, where I'm talking about
1: Church, Church Street,
0: Church Street, yeah, Church, Church, exactly. No, you go down Elm to get you, like, you go past, go by, go through Elm to get like on Church Street to there,
1: exactly. And let's be honest, are people surprised that the Bills are getting a new stadium? I mean, it's been in talks for a while now, and they needed one, anyways. Are we shocked that they're not moving? No. I, if anyone, people are upset that this is happening, just aren't fans of sports. So I'm all for teams building new stadiums to bring more revenue into the city. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the stadium, with the inside. And I, I'm just still upset. At the fact that I think it's right now, the capacity is 70,000, the new stadium is only going to be 60,000. So it's like, what do you do with those ten thousand less seats? Like, how,
0: technically, uh, it's going to be sixty. Technically, it's going to be around sixty-two focus standing 60, room, right? Yeah, sixty-five to sixty-seven thousand. Yeah, because of the five thousand uh, standing room only party deck. So, yeah, I get like what you're talking about, like how it's going to be like eight to ten thousand less seats. But
1: I, I wasn't even talking they, about. I'm talking about the fact for season ticket holders. And I'll I don't know how many season ticket holders are in Buffalo. But how how do you tell the people, like, if everyone wants season tickets like that, and, like, say there was 60,000 season ticket holders now, or, say, let's say there's 70, how do you tell 10,000 people, be like, oh, actually, you don't have a ticket anymore because we don't have space, and you're already outranked in by seniority because that's how season tickets go. Well, by. don't
0: forget, that's where the PSL is coming in, too, because, like, people, if anybody, like, wants to have a season ticket, they're going to have to pay a personal seat license, and that can range anywhere from, like, in the hundreds of thousands to, like, thousands of dollars, yeah. So, so season that's not ticket, including
1: the season ticket as well that you had to pay for.
0: Yeah, exactly. That only chooses that like you, where you want to sit. So obviously like some season ticket holders may be flushed out just by the PSL alone because like some see like PSLs are becoming a thing of like the present and future now though, because obviously that's revenue coming in for the team and like that helps with like that helps with expenses. Like that's gonna help with expenses for the stadium when it's being built. After it's being built, yada yada yada. Um, so the thing is, though, is like, season, some season ticket holders will not have a problem with that. Other season ticket holders will be like, oh, I don't want to pay like hundreds or thousands of dollars just to have my name, quote unquote, on a seat that I'm not for a game for a ge- for eight games out of seventeen like some season ticket holders are just going to be like, well, that's not worth it. And they'll just, and if they want to go to a game, maybe they'll just buy single tickets or maybe like a package of like two or three games. If the bills do that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but no, I, I, it was time for the stadium to go anyways. I mean, it was, Definitely, it would have cost just as much if they wanted to renovate it. It just is basically just as much to build the new stadium anyways. So, they are better off just building the new stadium. I am excited to see how the inside is going to look once they have it planned out. I'm not sure if they would have that done already. So, or they're maybe.
0: actually going to, like, have it, like, they're actually going to have it exemplify Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, but then, like, they're also going to use different features from newer NFL stadiums like SoFi and Allegiant Stadium and I think even US Bank in in Minnesota. So like the final design itself like won't actually come out until probably like 2 months after that, but there but like look like looking at how Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is if that's going to resemble that the most. Like like that stadium seats about 63,000 It covers the majority of the fans because, like, there's going to be that covered roof for the seats. And, like, the bowl shape of the stadium itself, like, they want to maximize the hospitality facilities um, and then also just make sure it has good acoustics to optimize the atmosphere. Because the main part, like, as much as they're, like, losing seats and everything, like, they want to build like they they're making the seats like in the stadium larger they're making larger concourses they're making they're adding more amenities to the stadium too because when you look at the modern stadium overall now not like in the nfl and not just in the nfl like in sports in general like it's not just go to the game like you drive to the game park in the parking lot um, go through the gates, get your concessions, and go sit down and watch a game for two to three hours. The um, stadiums have other things to do now for pe- for fans, for families to do. Because let's be honest, atmospheres are becoming more fr- uh, friendly and family oriented just because of of how, th- of how the overall sports atmosphere is changing not just in professional football, but in other sports as well. Mainly just because, like, yeah, you, like, you go to a game and are you going to want to really sit there for two hours? Like, no, you. if you, if there's something else, like, to do before or after the game, like, and like you can go do that. Or even go do it during the game for 10 minutes or whatever, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I am excited for it, though. Like, once it, I, when's it done, 2026, I believe, is the date that it's going to be ready for for the season. So we're looking at about four years still till it's actually built, but it's going to be exciting. It's a good time for the bills. I mean, now, like I'm sure with the stadium being built as well, now the bills are going to get more primetime games because of it for the revenue. So the NFL can help out with the revenue getting the stadium that way, even though I know it's mostly, it's like 60% public funded. Then the rest is coming from like the Pagoulas, the NFL and the other owners.
0: But yeah, I mean, hey, it's a good time for not only for the Bills, but a good time for the state, too. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I don't know how I don't I, I I, don't know how much of what the state is saying is true about the whole economic drive of like what the football team brings to the state and everything, because the thing is so is like, yeah, they have a, the Bills have a huge fan base and everything, but I really don't trust. A, I really don't trust a lot of what comes out of any politician's mouth, and that's just me. No, um, I
1: mean I don't think most people do. With the, if you have a brain, most people don't trust politicians. Exactly,
0: exactly. But the thing is, though, is like it's a good time in Buffalo. I mean,
1: and we got the OT switched as well this week.
0: Yeah, the Josh Allen rule is in full effect. That's the only thing that really happened in the NFL. <laughs>
1: the OT. Well, was- and um, Bruce Arians uh, stepped down as head coach.
0: Yeah, that. But one baff- I mean, that's that one baffled me.
1: Um, for so for, watching his press conference, I understand like why, because he his press he conference old. he basically said he wanted to step down anyways, but since Brady was leaving, he was going to stay to keep the team in good hands. But now with Brady coming back, he said it's the perfect time to step down because he knows the team will be in good hands with Brady in that sense.
0: Yeah, but,
1: I I agree there. But um. But, but yeah i am excited about the i know the ot rules only for overtime or excuse me goes, only for playoffs good. but i mean i think it's a good idea like you can call it the josh allen ruin it's really basically what it is but let's be honest last two years ago um kansas city tried to do it when they lost to the patriots or th- three years ago now when yeah. they lost to the patriots in the and- um afc championship game in overtime
0: and then don't forget the Super Bowl where the Falcons, like, just capitulated and the Patriots had the ball in overtime, too. Well, let's
1: be honest. The, the Falcons didn't deserve the ball that game. No, they did not. They did not, honestly. The offense did
0: not deserve the ball. But, um, uh, I mean, it is what is there. I mean, I, like I said, I don't have – like, it is what is there. I don't have – like, my thing is, is this – And it's always been been like this. You have to rely on your defense to get stops. But the thing is, though, is like it's almost as if maybe like defense is kind of getting pushed out of the game in a way with this. But then at the same time, it's more at the same time, it's like, all right, like if you want to add, if you want to like give the opposition team like a, a chance as well, like just make it like college. Have every have the have the team start on their twenty five. Have the team start like on their four on their thirty five yard line or whatever it may be, like on the opposition, I should say. And you know, just try and score points. If they uh, if they score a touchdown, the other team gets the ball back. If they score a touchdown, the other team gets the ball back. If if they score a field goal, our team gets the ball back. If they don't, their team gets the ball back. And if the other team gets the ball back like and if they score if the other team gets the ball back like after the first team doesn't score or scores a field goal and they score a touchdown or a field goal to win the game game over that's it make it like college if you
1: want to do it that way but that's, yeah, that's just- what i wanted i i i mean college football overtime is the best i think it's the best overtime rules in any sport um if the nhl changed it to like a full 3 on 3 instead of a shootout then i would say nhl is but a college football has it right with their overtime rules.
0: Well, I mean, in my opinion, I think NHL should go back to ties. I think shootouts are kind of ridiculous, but that's whatever to me. Well, that's
1: why I said just have them play three on three. And then, so someone's going to, uh, let's be honest, someone's bound to score in three on three within the first 10 minutes. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't, I don't like ties. Like I, I don't know if it's cause we're just both. Cause I know in soccer, like they have ties in record season, but I like having a winner to the game cause I just hate the fact of like me wasting like watching, say like an hour and a half to two hours of a sport just for it to end in a tie. It's meaningless. Oh yeah, how
0: many times have we watched a soccer game? Either of us watched a soccer game and it just ends up in a tie, and it's like,
1: like, well, that's two hours wasted. So like, day. I could have, I could have done so much better with my life than just sit down and watch this. But no, I mean, I'm just happy that <laughs> well, it, it to does get switched because I do think like both teams do deserve a chance to touch the ball. At least they made some step in that aspect. Yeah, For Most I mean, of these games, like in overtime uh, in the NFL this postseason, since there was a lot of them, were decided by the coin flip minus Patrick Mahomes throwing that interception to the Bengals.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much there. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it is what it is. That was really only the major NFL news. I mean, that rule was bound to happen based off of this because of all the traction it gained um, so overall as a bills fan, good week for you there. New stadium, uh, overtime rule for overtime rule. I mean, it's too, I mean, it's going to take effect next season. So it's too late for this season, but, um, nonetheless, good for you. There's a bills fan. Um, let's shift traction to the other team in Buffalo, the better team in Buffalo, the hottest team in hockey, in my opinion, after going eight, three and three in March, the Buffalo Sabers are still somehow not out of pl- not out of playoff contention, or mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. But um, they have been; they're on a they they they're on a six game point streak. Um, they have gone to overtime or a shootout seven games in the month of March, and they've beaten some pretty good teams along the way. And they go into April like they do have they- a
1: tough schedule ahead, though. Oh, they're
0: but, not making the playoffs, but no, no,
1: I don't expect them to make playoffs at all. But right now, with, with the next opponents we have coming up, I mean, we have Nashville tomorrow night, clearly. Um, and then we got Florida, Carolina, Carolina, Florida, Tampa, Toronto. It's like this t- time that's now, a gauntlet, yes, yeah, it's a gauntlet. I know right now, like, we don't expect the Sabres to make playoffs at all, but this, if they could possibly go 500 through the stretch of the next. Whatever it is, six, seven games, whatever they can manage to go 500. Um, I think it's a great look for the team for their outlook going forward, and it shows promise. And I mean, at some point this season, I know uh, Owen Power still has to play in the Frozen, the Frozen, Frozen Four, yeah. and what is it ne- next weekend?
0: I believe it's next weekend. So yes. we could
1: possibly get him in the building by, let's say the Toronto game on April 12th or April 14th whenever yeah it would be then if barring he gets knocked out of the frozen four um and if I am his let's be honest if I'm his um uh the manager or um agent agent thank you i want him to sign this contract now to get a year off that deal um and so he has in a couple years on the road instead of waiting whatever it is would be Four years, I think they signed for it. Only be like the three years, or however the entry level contracts work.
0: Exactly, exactly. We'll get
1: to see Owen Power and get to see what he does. I'm, I don't know if I know Devin Levi is going to be making his decision soon on whether he's going back to college or will be turning pro. Um, I just don't know how to look at. I know I'm kind of getting off the Sabres right now on how hot they were, but I'm just I'm excited for these prospects to come in. Um, if I'm Ukepekelukin and Devin Levi comes in and says he's like. Not going to sand college, he's going to turn pro. Are you pissed off if Buffalo brings him in and starts him right away?
0: Probably. I mean, I, you know, I'll take it a step further. I'll, I'll take it a step further. What if they? What? Uh, what? Uh, what if Eric Portillo decides to like just sign a contract and leave Michigan? Like while well, he finally sign a contract and leave Michigan, like, and then all of a sudden, like, you've got these goalies, like, you've got Uka and you've got Devin Levi, and then you've got Eric Portillo, but then you also just have the, uh, then you also just have, like, Craig an- like Craig Anderson, who is wanted back by the team, like, next year. Like, they actually, like, want him to come back, and he knows that he's welcome to s- sign an extension. So, like, their goalie situation overall is honestly not like uh, goalies, the least of the worries for the team. Finally.
1: Oh, I know. And it's exciting to have, I, I think Portillo will probably stay another year in college. I would assume. Um, That's just my thinking. I think Levi would be one that actually would come out over Portillo, but I could be wrong there. I mean, but it's just exciting to see this team. Cause I mean, and if we get, um, yes, we've been playing good, but we're still going to have a high draft pick in this draft. Um, possibly get draft someone good. I'm not, I'm really not familiar with anyone else outside of
0: Shane Wrights. We're not getting outside Shane of Shane right, right
1: this year, and he'll be end up in Arizona somehow. Yeah, he'll um, end up
0: in Arizona just to no, I mean, the rest of the league
1: with this team. I mean, they picked up points in their what their last six of seven games. Yeah, they're on a 16 though, point streak. Yeah, and um, I mean, that's nice to see now. It's like go through this gauntlet, and if you can go 500 against the best teams in the league it's looking promising for you next year. And I think fans do need to start showing up to the stadium. I know it'll be a sellout tomorrow night. Um, And I will be a sellout. I'm, I'm not, I'm not claiming this is me saying this because I heard it on the, after the whistle podcast. Um, It was Craig Gervais that said this, but I thought it's a perfect point. It's like get to the stadium and show this team some love now. Cause they deserve it with how they've been playing. Show them what the fans will do for them if they put a winning pr- uh, product out on the ice. I know it's not the players' fault; it has been management the last couple of years, but now it seems like the Sabers are finally heading in the right direction under Adams.
0: Oh yeah, no, they uh, the team is heading in the right is heading in a wonderful direction. I mean, this entire month of March has been nothing but nothing but gr- nothing but good things, nothing but good vibes. I mean. They beat Vegas. They beat Toronto twice. They beat, um, uh, they, they beat Minnesota. They took points against Pittsburgh, Washington, the Rangers, um they beat calgary they beat vancouver they the only blem, the only true ble, like edmonton, the, only, edmonton game. the only true blemish on this record in march is the edmonton game like that they just got their asses kicked in that
1: by edmonton. and florida the six to one in the beginning oh uh, yeah
0: that's right i forgot about that again
1: because i know yeah and right in the beginning of the month of march um uh, we had los angeles and florida which just were not two good games but after that they really kind of found their step Oh, I think what really helped this team was definitely that game against Vegas and then that Toronto outdoor game. And now that just turned the tide. Team. Was that? That just turned the tide. Yeah, exactly. More so the mean, Toronto we...
0: game than the Vegas game, in my opinion.
1: I, I would agree with that because we actually saw this team come together and, like, it's fun watching this team now. Like I know me and you watch all season just because me and you are, like, Sabres fans and we watch as many games as we possibly can. Um, But, like, yeah. for other fans who aren't, like, deeply as rooted in this team as me and you are who actually get to watch some fun hockey now.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe some, maybe people that haven't watched the team all season will finally real, will find, will may to tune in uh, on TV or go to the arena. Finally, the only problem with going to the arena is still the, t- the outrageous ticket prices. I mean, uh, I mean, I was looking for shits and giggles for games like later in the season, they're still charging. They're still charging like 40, 30, anywhere from 35 to 50 bucks, like in the 300 level. And I'm thinking to myself like lower the ticket prices just a little bit here. Um, especially against Chicago fan appreciation night the tickets are like 45 to 50 bucks in the 300 level. And I'm thinking myself, these teams suck. Chicago is garbage. Lower the ticket prices. I don't care that it's Jonathan Taze and Patrick King. They're old. Um, uh, Yeah. Taze has
1: really took a step back this year on that contract that he has as well. Exactly. I'm assuming if Chicago is looking to rebuild, sorry for getting away from the Sabres real fast, but I know we're talking hockey. If Chicago actually wants to rebuild, they're going to have to trade Kane and Taze away and they're probably unfortunately for them going to have to eat some of Taze's Taze's contract because it's such a big contract for how he's I, not performing. I
0: always hope that we'll find a way to kid I always I always hope to find a way for them to like just like kidnap Kane and bring him back to Buffalo. And... I doubt
1: he will. I think he wants to retire as a Blackhawk and if he wants to I think they'll grant that wish for him because how much he, they have the 3 Stanley Cups there with them. Um, So if these two guys did want to stay and be like, I want to retire as a Blackhawks, I think the organization, especially since the shit they went through this year, um, that finally came to light, that feels like forever ago now.
0: Yeah, Um, it's just been a bad season for the Blackhawks. I think think they have to uh,
1: let those two finish their careers as Blackhawks if um, that's what they had wished. I know it's a business, so they don't have to but I think they should. Uh, But now flipping back to the Sabres, I am very happy that Jeff Skinner finally found his, his way again after really being in the doghouse underneath Granado or not Granado? Excuse me,
0: Kruger. Um, I was gonna say Donnie Kruger. Meatballs. Donnie Meatballs is Donnie him is letting him find his groove again. I, yeah. you know, I'm gonna joke here. I think it's just because like of his goal song. Like he chose <laughs> his goal song to be partying the USA, and you know, he he just wants to hear that because it's an absolute banger. And I know I sound like I know I, I know <laughs> I, I know I sound like Paul Bissonette right now talking on my ass with this bullshit. But I mean. All joking aside, like all joking aside now, um uh no, Jeff Skinner finding his fo- finding his form, finding his
1: way, you know. Change Thompson dude, becoming a real superstar as well, probably gonna have 30 goals this year and could honestly probably get over 60 points.
0: Tays Thompson center. Should keep him at center, don't ever put him on the wing again. Um, um my
1: thing is though, it's like you look at then what do you tell cousins?
0: yeah I mean it is I, I think
1: cousins should be cousins definitely needs to be first line center in my opinion.
0: this is true see now see the thing is there is that like this is like when next year kind of comes along like at the end of the season like when like when you're built like when you know who's gonna be on the team next year like when yeah. you're building the roster, I and think can align them. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't do that at the deadline. I, I really mean, let's
1: thought- be honest. Like, if he's not scoring, he doesn't do anything for the team. I know that's harsh to say, but it's true.
0: No, it is true. You're not wrong there. I really thought that they were going to trade him away at the deadline because it's like a $4 million like extension on for that he's due for, and I didn't really think that they wanted to, like, pay him that. So if they let him go, like – they could still obviously trade him at the end of the season, but I thought maybe they would have tried to get something like this season for I'm him.
1: Sure, they did, but they probably because I know um, if you listen to his interview right after the trade deadline is Kevin Adams took calls for some players, but he just thought what the players were worth. They weren't getting. So I'm happy he stood his ground in that sense. That well, like, he, I mean, if
0: if he was trying to trade Cody a away and somebody was
1: offering like only a seventh round pick for like 2024,
0: yeah, I, would I think fuck I think you like. Too.
1: People were called about Colin Miller, and the most they were getting was like a fifth or a sixth, where he thought Miller was a third or a fourth. Um, I would, yeah,
0: not fifth or sixth. No, I would have said no, too. Yeah, so exactly. So I'm happy he stood long, his yeah.
1: ground there. Um, I also am. Do we think next year, um, Kyle Ocposo gets the seed of this team, or do you think it goes to Tuck? I think that's- it, I think it has to go to Akposo, um, this because I know Tuck I wanted be, to go to talk. I well, so do I, but I and Tuck will be the future of this team and he'll be the future captain. But I who has been here for what six years i has been here through the drought years and has sticked his ground. We never heard him bad about the city once. And you hear all the players talk about him and like how they think he is the captain of this team. So I think the C should go to him. Um the C I do probably think, will I do think having him. a good C like a good captain goes a long way because let's be honest, Jack Eichel has never kept the material. He only got it, the C, because McDavid got the C in Edmonton.
0: Exactly. That's that's exactly it there. No, see, the thing is, though, about Kyle Pozo, like, Kyle Pozo has never said a bad thing about the city, and the players have a good relationship with him. The team overall has a wonderful relationship with him. But looking at, like... There are a lot of fans in this, a lot of fans in this team, and a lot of people that I know that follow this team. They're just like, why the fuck is Kyle Pozo
1: still on this team? What does he do? And that's, you, you look at for people that don't know sports and stuff, it's not all about what goes on on the ice. You need good locker room guys to bring that energy up and like to be able to help guys when needed. Like having good locker room energy goes a long way in any pro sport, and that's why you see a lot of these guys stick around. That's why Calak Apostol has been around as long as he has. Oh, exactly. But, and like it goes like
0: one That's why you I see
1: want... Joe Thornton still down in Florida. Yes, he's way past his prime and he's a fourth line center, but he's on that team for what he does in the locker room.
0: Because it's of his leadership, because he can because he has that experience that can help the team get to where they need
1: to go. Especially having and... a young team like the Sabres do. Him. That's exactly. why he is here.
0: Exactly, and the thing is though is like I want to bring up like you brought up the Winter Classic in the game, but like I don't know like how well what if you saw this or not, but like they were like you know um uh, Bleacher Report was like you know doing like videos like before the Winter Classic, putting them on Twitter and Instagram. You mean the Heritage (laughs) Classic? Heritage Classic, yes. See, I make mistakes too. Um, before the Heritage Classic, and. The one Bleacher Report video was like the, all the Sabres players were walking like back from practice, and the they were about the kids. Yeah, asking like who they would want to babysit the kids. Everybody was like everybody, oh. not not somebody said not you – Alex Tuke said not you, to be, and Malcolm Stupid <laughs> said Alex Tuck, but almost everybody else said Akpozo. And then they show Kyle Akpozo, and he's like me, and man, I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself like, you know what? Maybe that's what – Maybe like I like, you know, like. Kyle Okposo's like offensive productivity like has been up and down like over the past few years. He's had probably he's had his best season like in years on this team, yeah. and I credit him for that. But the thing is, though, is like when I look at like the uh, like when I look at the leadership off the ice, I mean, you know, he like they have fun around him.
1: Exactly, like being a captain of a team doesn't make you the best player. No, exactly. I mean, you look at you look at the um you look at. Chicago, Patty Kane has been the best player on the team for a long time, and he doesn't have the seat. Taze has that seat for a reason. That's why for people who don't understand hockey, it pisses me off. Or even sports when they all try to talk like about like players who don't perform. I was like, well, why is he on the team? There's a reason that they what they see inside that locker room that brings that team together even through the bad times. Because let's be honest, the Sabers, yes, March has been great, have not had a great season. No, I know people are talking about like yes, it's. Yes, the Sabres, I do think, can be a good team. Are they a good team right now? No, they played good in March. They still have a long way to go in this rebuild. Do not get me wrong about that, but he is on that team for a reason. And you see, like, ever since really the kind of the all-star break, maybe a little past that, Rasmus Dahlin has really found himself as well just as a defensive role on this team.
0: Oh, exactly. I mean, he has found his way. I mean, he he's showing, like, why we drafted him number one overall in 2018.
1: I mean – you know, I hate people that look at it's like, oh, but look at Cal McCarr, what he's doing right now, or like Adam Fox in New York. It's like, yes, if you put Rasmus Dahlin and Cal McCarr's shoes, and put McCarr in Dahlin's shoes,
0: Dahlin is probably Dahlen doing, is probably doing... Yeah, exactly
1: it's like you, when people say bring like that that stuff up. It's like, oh, but like Cal McCarr, because I think I'm pretty sure they're the same age. McCarr might be a year younger too. Um. But it's like yes, but every single night he gets to play with a world class team. Who McCarr doesn't have to play defense. McCarr is basically in the offensive zone the whole time. I mean, fuck, I could go out there and play defense for uh, Colorado, Colorado playing under McKinnon, Landeskog, Cadre, all of them.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would. I'm not gonna go as far as saying I would because <laughs> I'm short as fucking shit and I can't skate for shit either. i I fall on my own face. So I'd probably set a record of falling on my own face, but game. But uh You'd have to and- more. Yeah, pretty well, uh, yeah, just, just have me ha- whack people with a stick, and I'm all for it. As long as I'll set a record for penalty minutes in a game, I'll probably get a game misconducted within the first five seconds. But, but no, exactly. The thing is, though, so is like Kel McCarr, like, is they're talking about like what they're talking about the Norris candidates, and we are off the topic of
1: the Sabres now, but that's well, I mean, we didn't have here. much to talk about today, so it's fine.
0: No, that's per no, that's exactly what I was gonna say they're talking about the Norris candidates and how it's practically between Cal McCarr and Roman Yosi. but they're not even talking about like defensive stat, like the defensive ability of both of those te- players. They're talking about how Cal McCarr is going to be the, could be the first 30 goal scorer for a defenseman since 2009. And they're talking about Roman Yosi how he can be the first defenseman to have hundred points since 1992, 30 years ago. Right. So mean,
1: Don't get me wrong. Cause I have said on this podcast before. I do think Cal McCarr is the next Bob Yor which he is, and Yomi, Roman is having an unreal year as well. But you look at both of these guys, and it's like – and let's be honest, and Norris has become more of a offensive trophy anyways. The, uh,
0: offensive defenseman trophy anyways. Yeah, that's before.
1: like ever really since um, – what's-his-face won it? Um, oh, God, I can't even think of his name. It kind of really just flipped. Ever, it was that Carlson year when he won it where he just went, went off and – Yeah, uh, he went of, off. And that's really when it became that offensive defenseman role for that trophy. But like, if you, well, like you put like, uh, Dallin on this team, like you get to see how special he is every night. I know I have personally ripped him for not being able to play defense. And I said, the Sabres should have moved him to forward. I had thought in being in the season, but you also have to remember the kids only, I think he's 21 years old and he's got to be a leader on this team at 21 years old on a team who isn't good. And that is not something easy to put on a kid's shoulders. But it's nice to see the kid actually, like in interviews, want to be here and talk good about this team. He's not like a Jack Eichel situation where we saw him piss and moan for six years. No, yes, I love Jack Eichel, but let's be honest, he—he
0: he did not, not want a to be great
1: here. teammate. He did not want to be here, and he did not really care about this city.
0: No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He definitely did not. Whereas Dolly, like whereas Dolly, as you mentioned, like you know. He has talked like in interviews, like how he thinks that the Sabers can have actually have a promising future. How he talks about like what the city, like what the team means to the city, like what the yeah. city means to the team, what the and fans... It, and the fans, and he's as as well. and he's encouraging the fans to come watch yeah. the team.
1: And it helps for him as well. I mean, the kid, he, he was an eighteen-year-old coming over from Sweden to leave his country and leave his family to come play in the NHL, and the city opened him with welcome arms, and he sees that, and he. He respects that. And that's why he likes the city. And that's why he like, we'll, we'll give everything for this team. Yes. The team still does have a long way to go, but this is what it is.
0: Exactly. I mean, my thing is, is like, Hey, they had a great month in March. We'll see what happens in April. I mean, I, like I, like I said, all, like I said, the past couple of weeks, I'm going to be at the game with my dad tomorrow. It's going to be a sellout. Um, you know, um, you've got one of the hottest teams in hockey right now, like in the Sabers, like going eight three 3 in March. You've got in, you've got one of the you've got a Western Conference contender in the Nashville Predators and a Norris Trophy candidate in Roman Yossi coming to town. Um, uh, I think it should be a great. I think I think I think tomorrow will s- should sh- tomorrow should set the tone of how the atmosphere is for the future.
1: I agree with that. It's going to be nice for these kids as well to get a full barn tomorrow night. I know it's for RJ that that's why the fans are showing up tomorrow night, but I want these kids to see the atmosphere of a packed barn and what this – like, I know people always talk about, oh, there's no crossover between the Bills and the Sabres. Yes, there is. It's just the Sabres haven't – let's be honest. What city – Buffalo still does show up, don't get me wrong, but if another city that's not as big into, like, hockey as Buffalo is – There'll be no, it'll be look like our stadium would look like the Florida Panthers did forever with the team being as bad for as long as they have yet people still want to encourage this team and as soon as they start like showing signs of promise again this will have that crossover again because we've always had that crossover.
0: Exactly and the thing is too is like, we know that like we know that the performance of the team plays a small part. But it's also about promoting the team, managing the team, not just on the ice but off the ice as well. And I mean, think
1: at this point as well, sorry to cut you off, but I think that the fans aren't showing up not for the players or the team, but because of management. I think that's where that comes into play. Well, it, exactly. They're showing the management that it, it hasn't been great for them.
0: It's not even management of the team overall. It's management of everything else. I mean, they, I, it, like, the, like, the, the. The ownership and management really do- hasn't shown done a lot for the fans over the past few years. I mean, okay, yeah, we brought like they brought back like the ro- they brought back the royal jerseys, like they've got the heritage classic jerseys, like now they're gonna potentially add like an alternate jersey, which may or may not be the Goathead. I think it's gonna be. The it goathead. is. A go-
1: I'm pretty sure. Wasn't it confirmed that it's a goat head?
0: Um, not confirmed yet, but like one of well, the, we're, like... we're
1: confirming it here. Just like I did the Ryder cup captain when that was not correct. So I'm well, that was not now.
0: confirmed yet. Um, uh, but I'm taking no. credit.
1: If it's confirmed,
0: uh, we can take credit. Sport
1: pre- Uh, reported it first.
0: Yeah. We reported it first, but, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is though, is like when you go to games, I mean like there's really nothing special about them. Like there's no big promotions, like no like giveaways or anything like that. Um, tomorrow, like, tomorrow's going to be, like, probably, like, the first game in a long time, like, where they're going to have, like, something, spe- like, it's going to be a special, it's going to be a special event. Like, they're going to have, like, a giveaway for, like, a small banner for, like, the first 10,000 fans, and I hope to fucking get there uh, in time enough to actually get one for myself. Um, uh, get there at, like, 5.30. Yeah, that's what I have to. That's what I have to do. I have to tell my dad that because he's like, oh, well, if we get there by six, I'm like, no, I'm like, no, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're. I should be like, Dad, we're eating arena food for dinner. Um, uh, but at that point, like, you know, they're gonna have like a whole. They're gonna have a bunch of alumni come back too for this too. Like, I don't know exactly who's gonna show up because they've been really, they've been really quiet and coy about it, which kind of annoys me but I guess they want to keep it as surprise as much as much because of the spe- of the magnitude of the event, but even like other games that they've had this season, like they really haven't done anything to like, you know, make the fans want to come. And it also still doesn't help that like we've talked about this before the arena really needs an upgrade in terms of like what it can provide for the fans as well. I, but that like, th- we've had that conversation before, but Again, I really think tomorrow will set the tone of like what the atmosphere will be like, not only for the rest of the season, but also for like season, but also going into next season because of the talent that the team has, because of how they can build off of the month of March, and because of what's going to come into the team too with the top prospects that we have.
1: Exactly, and- I I am excited for this team's future, and like I I want this team like. I know we have talked bad about them this season, but don't get me wrong. I want this team to be good. And I want this team to have success. And I think I, I speak for all of us when I say that, besides like the assholes on Twitter who just want to sell the team. I'm bringing a basketball team in. Um, I am excited Fuck for no. the future of this team. It's actually looking good. And Buffalo is a hockey city. We just need to put a capable team on the ice again.
0: And we're doing that right now in Donnie meatballs. I trust um, uh, in Adams. I trust too. And the thing is, though, is like um, uh, fuck. What's his the AGM's name? He, I mean, he's he. You don't hear him a lot, but you don't hear from about him a lot. But um, uh, he's, you know, I like. Adams and his staff have been working together on this. The only problem that I have is that I wish that they somehow would have found a way to like bring in Danny Briere as like some sort of like hockey VP instead of letting him go to Philly because that man is a very smart, that man has a very smart, has a very
1: bright hockey mind. I, and, unfortunately, I think he wanted to be in Philly though. I think he did uh, like Philly more than he did Buffalo.
0: Yeah. Philly's a bigger dumpster fire though, but it is what it is. But um, I
1: do want to, um, since we're getting like to the last month of the season, I want to get your opinion on the trophy winners for this season for the NHL. <sighs> just or I yeah, I just want to know your for just I just want a rookie. I want Vesna. I want Hart, and I want. North. I don't
0: even know who's up for the. I don't even know who's up for the, like who. who like, I have not paid attention to the rookies all
1: that much, so I can't give you. The I'm rookie. just gonna go Zegas for that. I think.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Uh, what? Uh. Any Red Wing, Are any of the Red Wings up for like? Uh. Any of them up for that? Like Cider or Lucas Raymond? Are they up for that?
1: I think Raymond's in talks for a while, and Cider. I think both of them actually are. Um, oh.
0: Well, yeah. I. I mean, the Red Wings um, just kind of yeah, fell off. A
1: The
0: the Red Wings just kind of fell off of a cliff though after January. So, I'll I'll, I'll have to go with Zygrist then just because, like, I'll go with you on that. Like I said, I don't know what the rookies have been doing. That's why.
1: Yeah, but it's probably – you're probably right, though. It probably will be Lucas Raymond because I think he is on a scoring pace that is going to – I think he's going to be able – he'll be outscoring, like, Kaprizov's year when he won it uh, last year and then uh, Barzala as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Vesna, uh, um, Shosturkin.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, I agree, but I agree. I mean, he has to, I mean, let's be honest though. Come playoff time. I'm going to want Vasilevsky in my net.
0: Yeah, this is very, he's been there
1: done that, but Shosturkin has had an unreal year. Um, and then what do you think for the Norris?
0: Cal McCarr is probably going to be the greatest defenseman of all time by the time he retires, but, I'm not going to give an award based on the fact that he has that he. I can't give an award to somebody that's you know based off of a career. It's based off of a season. We're, we're going to disagree. You'll probably choose Makar. I'm going to go with Roman Yossi just because of the fact that like he's on. He could get 100 points at the end of the season, and I mentioned it. It'll be the first time a defenseman gets 100 points in over 30, in 30 years. So if I had to choose just on the season alone, it's it's Roman Yossi, in my opinion. No, oh, yeah, I'm gonna. And I'm yeah. and I'm also going to be biased because I'm actually going to be seeing Roman Yossi in person tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with Makar, but I think that's just biased. I, you can make an argument for both because they've both had unreal seasons. Yeah, um, but, but I'm just a Makar, like, I give him the nice tug every time I talk about him. So uh, Yeah,
0: I mean, hey, I love Makar too. But like I said, Yossi's just haven't had a fantastic
1: season. So, like,
0: I can't, like, discredit that there. Um, how about the heart? What, what, what do you
1: think there, my friend? Shusterkin, really? You think I think gonna Shister- do double? it's either going to be Shusterkin or Matthews, especially now that Matthews just had 50. He got his 50th tonight.
0: Oh, he got his 50th tonight. Good for him. Good for but, a few um, I, do,
1: I do think, I mean, you look at all just all of his stats. I mean, right now, he's a 2.1 uh, goals against, um, but a point. What stands out to me is that .9368 percentage, and we haven't seen anything like that in years. I think he has a real chance for the Hart Trophy. I mean,
0: I feel like he'll get Hart Trophy votes. I mean, he definitely will get Hart Trophy votes. Don't get me wrong. Um, If he gets it, then good for him. I won't have any issues with it. I think it will go to Austin Matthews, though.
1: You know Uh, who else is making another real push for the Hart, though?
0: uh, Huberto down in Florida
1: um no what what i'm going to say might actually surprise you but uh, um Sidney crosby
0: yeah i mean Sid the kid is practically carrying pittsburgh to where they're at right now
1: i mean yeah i mean he was with without malkin half the season cuz malkin didn't come back till middle of january and then sid already has 70 points in 56 games
0: yeah this is very true this is very true and you know what's kind of sad and you know what's kind of sad about all of this too i mean we, I mean, we talked about like how great of a season just having. We talk about Austin Matthews. We talking about Sidney Crosby, just doing Sidney Crosby things. And then I just mentioned Huberto because he's having a fantastic season down in Florida. And then like, you've got the two guys up in Edmonton that like, you know, we, everybody just like, Oh, um, are they not included this season?
1: But I mean, I don't think you can include them just based on the fact that where their team is compared to what people thought they were going to do. And my thing for Sid, for Crosby as well, is this team, like I did not have the Pittsburgh Penguins in playoffs from the beginning of the season. I thought the Islanders were going to be in their spot, and I thought Pittsburgh was just going to be like kind of like a middle-of-the-table team. And this team has surprised me this year. That's, why I, that's what I say for them. Um, yeah, they're, they're, I just they're
0: think a dark horse for sure.
1: I, I think Huberto does have a great case for it as well. In Florida, I mean, Florida's having an unreal season. But I just look at Edmonton right now, and it's like, well, I mean, yes, right now you're sitting in a playoff spot, Um, but expectations have not been met for this team for me.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. Um uh, I mean,
1: I know McDavid already has – he's got 100 points. Drysdale's got 97. So they both do make an argument for it, but I think those other guys weren't expected to be there. That's why they'll get more of the look than these two.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, the thing is, though, it's like – you just can't get. You can't give the heart. You can't get. Well, honestly, I mean, you probably could give the MVP trophy to the same player every season. I mean, I mean, there was a I guy.
1: Mean, McDavid. You, let's be honest. McDavid probably will deserve it every season until he retires. Exactly. Well,
0: I mean, that's what they couldn't. They 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 can't. They couldn't give it to Gretzky all the time in the '80s and '90s. I mean, that's just how That's just obscene. I mean, I I I mean, like when you really look at like the. Like when you look at it, like McDavid can't get it every year. I mean, it would just be ridiculous at that point. But no, like if she, like I don't have a problem with Shosturkin. I wouldn't have a problem with any of them that we have mentioned getting the Hart Trophy. I see Matthews getting it though. Um, if Shosturkin gets it, then I'll be okay with that because I because he would be the first goalie to win the Vesna and the Hart Trophy since Hashik, I believe, and that was twenty years ago. More than 20 years ago, like almost 25 now.
1: Yeah, what have that done that? Rod did it, right?
0: Uh, Patrick Wad, um, Hashtag did it like in 97. Oh, well, yeah, I know
1: that, but I'm saying before that. So you will have, yeah, the only goalies that did it, no, actually the last goalie to do it was Jose Theodore in 2001, 2002.
0: Um, Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Oh,
1: no, Price. We completely forgot about Carey Price. 2015, right? Yep. Yeah, we completely forgot about Carey Price. That's then because, other... like, we forgot that
0: Montreal somehow got into the playoffs and he stood on his head until they lost to the Rangers.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and then the only other goalies that did it before him is uh, Jacques Plante, Jose Theodore, and Dominic Hasek.
0: Yeah, Jacques Plante. That well, was Hasek, Hasek did it <laughs> twice. Yeah, Hashtag did it twice, back-to-back seasons. Yeah,
1: back-to-back seasons. And I, for- I completely forgot about Carey Price did that.
0: <laughs> I completely forgot about Jose Theodore, to be honest. Jacques Plante, don't ask me about that. That was way before I was born. That, that was before was my what, dad.
1: Like, that was in the 60s?
0: That was my dad. That was before my dad's time. <laughs> that was before my dad's time. So, I mean, he could probably bullshit his way and be like, oh, yeah, I remember Jacques Plante standing on his head for Le ton." But uh,
1: – Could you imagine um- – so Shosturkin wins the heart, but then they give the uh, Vesna to uh, um, to Veseleski. Well, you've got the two best.
0: I mean, then they've got Tampa's definitely got the two best goalies like in the this- in- 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 in league then.
1: <laughs> right. Um, what about, um, this probably isn't a possibility, but Yossi winning the Norris and Makar winning the heart. I'm assuming that wouldn't be possible because I feel like if the defender won the heart, you'd probably have to win the Norris as well.
0: That would be like the best goalkeeper. So both those scenarios,
1: and I'll bring corrupt. Oh, you know, yeah, I know exactly where we're going with this.
0: Yep. (laughs) Best player in the best goalkeeper in the world, not named in the FIFA World Eleven, and that was done twice. Somehow, some way, some form, it happened. But I mean, that, it, it, but the NHL isn't as dumb as FIFA, or at least you hope the NHL isn't as dumb as FIFA with their awards, but the magnitude of insanity that would be, I mean, I'd have a laugh at it just for the bands, honestly. I mean, if you if, if Vasilevsky won the and Shesterkin won the hearts, I mean, I, I'd have a laugh at that. If Makar won the hearts and Yossi won the Norris, I mean...
1: Well, I guess then Uh, you could say it is a defense. That one is a defensive award where you could say the heart just went to the best player.
0: Exactly. I guess that would
1: make more sense than the goalkeepers.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is, though, is like, oh, yeah, Roman Yossi, you're the best defense. You're the best defenseman. But Cal McCart, you're the better player. Even though you play defenseman, (laughs) the bands for that. I would die. Nashville fans would lose it. They're shit, though. But who cares about them? They're in Tennessee. I don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't give a yeah, fuck with anything I mean, I don't give a fuck
1: Think, think Nashville makes. Yeah, Nashville probably makes playoffs. Right? I know the stars are pushing right now, but do you. Think, Nashville
0: makes the playoffs. Do you think spots. they do?
1: I think I don't know. I think Dallas is. I don't know. I think Dallas is playing too good. So how many teams have been statistically eliminated from playoffs now? Four,
0: right? Only four: Canadians, right.
1: Flyers, Zona, and Seattle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Seattle's yeah.
1: fucking terrible.
0: Seattle's and they're Even though they beat pieces.
1: the Kings somehow the other night, six to one, they lost me some money.
0: Uh, <laughs> I
1: was, I did not, I went to bed before yeah I went to bed. The Kings were down one nothing. I'm like, oh, they'll find a way to come back. This is like in the, like the first period. I look at my phone in the morning. I'm like,
0: you lost six to one? Yeah, you lost six to one. What is this shit? How do you lose to the fucking Kraken? No, I understand that there for you, mate. I'm um, uh, just very frustrating there. But um, uh, I mean, hey still a lot of hockey left i mean our sabers like they can end the season on a high note i mean the awards are still up for debate and for deciding and playoff spots
1: are still up for grabs too yeah do we um do we want the sabers to keep winning or just kind of fall over for a draft pick i think keep winning Keep winning, have momentum going
0: into next season. I had a conversation with one of my friends about this, and he, I and he said that they should just start losing on purpose to like get a higher draft, higher draft pick. I'm like, no, I mean like, other than Shane Wright, I mean like other than the odds for Shane Wright, I know nothing about
1: this draft. Yeah, no, I don't. I know more about next year's draft than I do this year's because yeah, I only really know Shane Wright this year. Um,
0: if they really wanted to, t- if they really uh, for shits and giggles here, if any, if they really wanted to tank tank next season for Connor Bedard,
1: yeah, Bedard or um that kid from Russia, I always forget his name. I mention him like almost every week, but I always forget his name.
0: Yeah, because it's like you need to buy like a vowel for every consonant.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I really don't know anyone out of this. I I think probably. I would say probably Logan Cooley goes second. I know he plays on the USA, like the junior team right now. Wow. So we'll get to see him in the world. We'll get to see him in the world juniors this summer. I would assume, depending on what happens with the draft and everything, because that'll be weird. I guess they could still play.
0: They but could still do play. You, because do like you the want roster. to and
1: risk injury though, then? It would yeah. be my thing.
0: I probably wouldn't, but hey. I world. would wanna
1: see I would wanna see Shane Wright still play and Connor Bedard for Team Canada because they looked unreal in the two games that they played in the world juniors. I agree. There. So do, do we know are they doing a complete restart of the tournament or are they counting the games already played as done?
0: they're doing a restart of the tournament? Okay,
1: I like that because I think cause COVID fucked US and COVID also fucked them. I believe it was like Germany.
0: Yeah, Covid fucked US, COVID fucking Germany. <laughs> they fucked the whole they fucked the whole tournament up. Hey, but the thing is, though, is like we got we have, We have a tournament to watch in the summer.
1: This is very true since we don't get the World Cup until December,
0: until November. Yeah, so the time of the World Juniors will be the time of the World Cup, and the time of the World Cup will be the World Juniors. It's just a fucking tipsy
1: topsy turvy bullshit. All World I know Royals. is the World Cup better not interrupt with football games, even though it's going to.
0: The World Cup probably will, but the thing is, though, is well now that we're into the world cup before we actually talk about who's in the world cup and the qualifiers and everything being being in qatar obviously there's that time there's that huge time difference which will be prob which will be almost as much as the same as russia's when it was in 2018 so i think a lot the games will practically be like in the early, like in the morning like as we're waking up like we'll see like the group stage matches like starting yes Which I would be okay with.
1: If it would go probably – the last game would probably start, I would assume, around that 1 to 2 o'clock.
0: Yeah, so it would be, like, 8 o'clock, maybe 9 o'clock to start, and then, like, maybe, like, 10 to, like, 11 start for the second game, and then, like, 2 for the third game. So, like, it's not entirely terrible, but, like, if your NFL team is, like, on the 1 o'clock slot, like – then you're kind of screwed because it's like okay, like where do I like what hat like what do I do here like? But the thing is though is like, what sucks about the NFL? It su- what sucks about this World Cup is that like it just go it just coincides with a lot of like other sporting events because the thing is though is like you've got ba- like November comes around, it'll be like the start of basketball and the start of hockey. You'll be in peak football season. Like there's just gonna be so, like. And the only good thing is is that baseball like isn't happening in November when the World Cup is starting but like other than like other than that you're just going to have like fucking shit show of sporting events on that like you don't know like where you're going to actually be able to televise them especially since the World Cup is like on Fox and like Fox only has like main fox and fs1 and fs2 to put the games on like what are you gonna do are you gonna put like the world cup on like all all the games on fs2 which nobody really has access to or are you actually gonna just put like the local nfl game on fs2 just for shits and giggles because like nobody has access to it but who in reality who would want to watch like the falcons and the
1: panthers i think more unfortunately like i think me and you are in slim considerations for like not slim consideration, but like actually, people who will generally watch soccer, like yes, people in the U.S. will watch when the U.S.A. plays, but not many people are gonna sit down and watch, say, um, versus
0: Canada versus yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Not many people are gonna watch that. Um, so I don't know how they would do that. Um, that's gonna be tough. Like this is why you need a World Cup in the summer. I get that it doesn't all revolve around Americans, but. Well,
0: I mean, it doesn't help that, like, and Qatar is like
1: 130 in the summer.
0: We also don't, it also doesn't help that, like, this, that this, uh, World Cup was bid on a corrupt process and, like, honestly, probably should have been taken away. But because of the amount of money being invested into it and the amount of money going to FIFA, like, they were never going to pull out.
1: Yeah, you know, they're not, they're not, unfortunately, as much as they like to say, like, by kicking Russia out. Yeah, they don't. They're just hypocrites to me for that. Yeah, they're
0: just hypocrites to me too. I mean, it is like it is. They, what it's like,
1: always been like that. And like, if it comes to a shock to you, then you just don't realize it. You've up. been living under yeah. a rock for the past like
0: few years. But can we talk a... about
1: the fact though that Italy still might be able to make the World Cup?
0: I don't want to hear that bullshit. I mean, my statement is like, oh, I ran cheated. Uh, no, not that they
1: cheated. They they didn't let women into the stadium.
0: Uh, that's that's a. That... That whole situation just completely fucking boggles my mind. I mean, Iran is not going to get kicked out of the World Cup because they refuse to let five thousand women into a stadium to watch a game. Now, I understand that Iran not allowing the women to into the stadium to watch the game is completely wrong. Because the thing is, though, is like you're turning your own citizens away from actually trying to support your national team, which is just a complete fuck shit show in my in my opinion. Yeah, but. Uh, but at the same time, like you can't like actually kick a nation out of the World Cup that's already qualified and put in a team that did not deserve to qualify for the World Cup. Because not only could they not qualify through their actual qualification process, they lost in a playoff to qualify to for the World Cup to a team that's far less like that's far less than they are. Like, no, no disrespect to North Macedonia, but, like, when you look at on paper, like, Italy, on paper, Italy is a better footballing nation than North Macedonia. I would, like, the fact that, like, that story even is a thing, I don't bully, I don't, I- I'll believe it when I see it. If Iran gets kicked out because of how, because of how they treated those women poorly, um and Italy gets put in, I'll just be
1: baffled. And... It wouldn't shock me. I mean, more money is going to come from uh, Italian people than they would Iran.
0: This is very true. But the thing is, though, is if oh, they were. All
1: people kick... cares about is money.
0: This is true. But if they were going to kick Iran out of the World Cup, they would have done it already because the draw is tomorrow. And I don't think they would have waited until the draw is done. It would have just been stupid. Like, oh, the draw is here. Like, oh, we'll draw. we will next... just pull a
1: Manchester United and forget to put the name in the pot.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and somehow, and somehow, Chelsea will still get Liel, and um, uh, that'll be fine. <laughs> and so, then C- like, City will
1: play FC uh, Townhouse or something. And then Yeah. Be like, oh, you guys actually made the World Cup? That's weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Shakhtar, Shakhtar Donetsk will somehow find a way to spawn into Man City's semifinal, appear semifinal, and it's like, wait a second, how did you get here, and why? Um, uh, but no, like god that I, I mean like i said what iran did was wrong like there's no there's no
1: denying it. it's oh, like 100 It's says unfortunately that's a complete different part of the world that like that's their cultural norms compared to like what ours is and like i know exactly. it, it, it is a shitty thing but like it is I completely it is disagree with the, that's just how it is like all, no, countries, I, all countries have their different like cultural things and that just happens to be one of theirs yes it's it, shitty but we're living in a completely different world than they are.
0: Oh, exactly. No, you're not wrong there. I mean, the thing is, though, is like Iran is like ran by Iran is Iran is run by religion. Like that whole air region is run by religion and like what the laws of religion are. And it's sad. It's sad to say that it's, the, it's sad to say, but that's the cold, hard yeah. truth. Unfortunately,
1: there. That's why they hate the West. But this is what it is. And I know, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not supporting Iran by any means. I just want to bring light to the fact of people that's like, it's a completely different world there. Exactly. And it's, it's 100% like 180 turn flip-flop upside down, however you want to say it, from the U.S.
0: Exactly. And the people don't realize that. But Italy going to the World Cup over, that no, that's not happening. I will, I, I, like, no. I, I know it's all about money, but I'll believe that when I see it, if they somehow draw Iran in a group with, like, some bullshit teams like uh, like Portugal and, like, Poland, no, I think Iran and Poland are in pot three together actually. So yes. the U like the US and then maybe like uh Let's Costa say Rica. Portugal
1: are gonna beat them this time.
0: Yeah, like Costa Rica or New Zealand from pot four, then maybe I can see them putting Italy in that group. Because but other than that, like no, like that'll be ridiculous. But speaking of the teams that actually qualified for the World Cup.
1: What but time not, is the draw tomorrow? Sorry to interrupt you again.
0: The draw tomorrow in
1: the morning, eleven AM okay
0: yeah so i'll probably be like on the road like when it actually happens i will
1: be in a fedex truck so i will be so let's see pot one we got qatar brazil belgium france argentina england spain portugal yes mexico netherlands denmark germany all right i mean
0: hey i'd rather hey we lucked out we lucked out we lucked out being in pot two than being in pot one uh, i mean 100 percent agree we lucked out being in pot two than pot one, because pot one, like compared, compared to the teams in pot two, I would not want any of the teams in pot two. Whereas in pot one, like, okay, Qatar, fine. Give me Qatar. We beat them in the gold cup. Like they're nothing special. Give me Portugal. Like
1: they yeah, w- me Belgium. Yeah, exactly. Give me Belgium. Even give Spain. Me England. Even Spain. I would take England. I just don't want to see Argent- uh, give no, me Argentina. I just, I just wouldn't want to see Brazil or France. Really? I mean, those are probably the two best teams in the world right now in my opinion. Granted, I know France didn't do much in the Euros, but
0: no, but the thing is though is like I don't want to see I don't want to see Brazil because they know how to perform in international tournaments. Um and I and even though they lost the Copa America to Argentina, they have they ran through World Cup qualifying and I don't want to see France just because of the sheer talent that France has. But give me England because Give me England. Give it's me. It's not Belgium. coming home
1: now. We're not on that train anymore. No,
0: we're not on that train. We're in the World Cup. Fuck you, England. Uh, but no, the expectations that England puts too much expectations on themselves, and if they fa- like, they <laughs> face I'm fall more- short again. Yeah, they're gonna fall short. They're fight. They they fall flat on their face because of like the expectations set upon them and the pressure. Belgium, like you've got all the talent in the world, and you somehow find a way to screw it all. They out. just
1: don't. They just never. In my opinion, they just like. Whenever I watch them, they just don't seem to perform, like, on the international stage.
0: No, never. I mean, the
1: thing oh, is... Well, the- when it matters most. Like, they'll, they'll do good in qualifying and stuff. They'll even do... They'll do... They'll play good in the... Group stage. In the group stage. But come... They won't come knockouts. They just don't... they're In my opinion, they could be... They could be the top team in the world, yet they just never perform how they should.
0: Exactly. They've been the top team in the world since like the end of the world cup somehow four years ago, but the last world cup that is, but yeah, I'm, th- I think to myself, like Belgium in the last, like three international competitions they've been in. I mean, they got knocked out by Wales in Euro 2016 in the, uh, round of 16 or the quarterfinals. One of the two, um, uh, And then they lost in the sem. They made it all the way to the semifinals in the World Cup in 2018, and they just completely shit the bed against France. I mean, that Mm -hmm. was just that was just a boring semifinal. Um, They did like the only the only goal scored was by Samuel Umtiti, like a a a, a central defenseman off of a set piece. Yeah, I
1: remember. Like, I think back to the 20 what had been the 2014 World Cup when the US played them in the first stage of the knockouts, and we took them to extra time.
0: Yeah, we took them the extra time and Howard made four, like six, 14, 16 saves. Yeah. Granted, that, like,
1: Granted, that, Howard played on his head that game and we didn't deserve to be in that game, but they just still couldn't. They just never really impressed me, even though they should. They just don't. No, I
0: mean, that team in 2014, like eight years ago, was young, like was a young version of this generation. Like, I think, like, when they reached the peak of their powers, though, from 2016 to 2020, like, they just, like, they 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 didn't do well. Like in 2018, the only reason why they got into the semifinals was because Japan collapsed in their round of 16 matchup, and Belgium just found a way to win their quarterfinal, and then they lose to France. But in Euro 2020, like they just completely should. Like, uh, where did Belgium even finish in the Euros? I don't even remember. How about? That? I think
1: they got knocked out in the quarters, round of
0: six quarters. Okay, so they made the quarters, but the thing is though is like. When it's only like European nations, like a team, a, a nation like Belgium should have a better chance to like actually like get to the final.
1: Yeah, I mean they should, but
0: they don't. They don't. And is that, and is that just down to like coaching? Is that just down to like players just not like actually like performing up to expectations? Is that just like like I, like? I don't know like where to go with that but I'll take Belgium, I'll take England, I'll take Argentina. I mean, Argentina's on a 30 like match unbeaten run or like 31 match unbeaten right. run now. But the thing is though is
1: like yeah, they, they think... lost to Italy in the quarterfinals.
0: Ah, so okay, okay, so that that went to that one depends, didn't it? Yes that's why they lost that's why okay but yeah i mean even Argent going back to argentina i'll take argentina argentina may be like on like a long ass unbeaten run
1: but they're nothing special and to me and let's be honest too messi has this hurts to say because he should be the best player in the world he just i don't know if it's cuz he's at PSG right now and maybe that's what it is but he just isn't performing how like we know messi should
0: the crazy thing is, though, is, like, for Argentina, the team is performing even though he's not. So, like, maybe it's a good thing that he's not performing. He doesn't right.
1: have to carry them anymore, so maybe that helps where they're not relying on him like they did in the um, the World Cup final in, 20... 14. in 2014. Yeah,
0: yeah, and even, like, in 2018, like, when they made it, they miraculously got out of the group stage even though they shouldn't but didn't have. They, but
1: didn't they get knocked out in the just around the 16 that year?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they lost to France four to three. Yeah, that was a great game. That was game of the tournament, in my honest opinion. Because mm-hmm. that, that was um, uh, that was that uh... was yeah. They lost to France. Yeah, that was Pivard, that, that was Pivard's, uh goal. That was the goal of the tournament. I remember that like he just volleyed it like into the top bins. Um, uh,
1: I guess really but- the only way you really get to see like a group of death out of this World Cup is if USA really like. It, in pot three and four, if you drop Poland and Canada, I would say like that would be the only way you would see really a group of death. So
0: looking at the um, uh, so looking at scenarios for the group of death, actually, I think I saw something from Bleacher Report, um, about potential group of death scenarios, and this one This one, like the first two scenario, these first, two, there are some scenarios here that like actually. But like, could blow my mind here. Like, pot one being pulled out for, like, pot one England, pot two Germany, pot three Senegal, pot four Canada, or pot one Brazil replacing England, but then the other three stay the same. Like, those two groups could be, would be big gr- like, that would be a group of death, right? Gr- gr- those would be groups of death right there. Like, mainly just because of the talent that mainly just because of the talent that england that england brazil england and/or brazil and germany have then you've got senegal who like out there they're a fun team to watch entertainment wise and i'm glad that they actually qualified more so than egypt uh, maybe you want
1: to, talk we'll get into want to talk about that
0: we'll we'll get into you want to go into the lasers you want to talk I about it mean, now since we're
1: talking about senegal a little bit
0: so i mean i i was going to get into the afcon qualifiers Eventually, like okay, we can continue
1: We can continue with the pots then.
0: Well, I mean, my thing is, is like I want to go into it now since we're talking about Senegal. But I mean, overall, the African qualifiers, like over the past few days, like were very either a very much a shit show, like the Egypt Senegal game, or they were like Algeria and Cameroon, where you know you had like stop extra time and then scoring and the stoppage time of extra time. But looking at the Egypt Senegal match. How that game was allowed to be played with no regards at all is completely mind-boggling to me. Like it's almost as if like you go to a laser light show and a football and a soccer match broke out.
1: Right, it's like an EDM concert, but then Salah's trying to take a penalty. Not even that. I mean, like the fact that like the
0: the game was like even from the yeah, there
1: was a. I mean, it's Afcon. What do we expect?
0: I mean, the African Confederation is just as corrupt as CONCACAF. But, I mean, CONCACAF is more corrupt because they just don't give a fuck. The African Confederation has no concern for safety or security, which annoys the living hell out of me. But the fact that, like, all those lasers were were actually, like, allowed to be brought into the stadium just boggles me. And the fact that, like, they weren't even hiding it either, like – None of the fans were like when I was watching the game, like when I was watching the game, like I literally could see like where the lasers were coming from, like at all angles. And I'm just like, wait, like, how is this allowed?
1: Like you saw saw like pictures of people in the stands, like they're blatantly just standing up doing it. They weren't trying (laughs) to hide it at all.
0: That one dude just standing there like it's like a like it's a like it's a like it's a like it's a, like it's a, a radar gun. That one kind of, that one bad that one made me laugh a little bit. I'm not gonna lie because like you just kind of see him crouched and like he's got the laser <laughs> and he's like pointing it straight at like Salah or whoever trying to yeah. take their PK. And I feel bad for the
1: Egyptian players.
0: Don't get me wrong. I mean, I but... just
1: wanted to see Salah in the World Cup because at World Cup 2018 he was coming off that injury that Ramos had given him. In the Champions League final, and he really didn't get to play. I I know he missed missed the first game, only got to play like 32 minutes the second game, then played the full third game, and they ended up not getting through to the knockouts because they ended up losing or drawing, whatever it was. Yeah, I just won- think that was stolen from Salah because Salah's a world-class player and he didn't get to play in the World Cup. Oh, Re- I mean, really. you're not
0: wrong, you're not wrong there. But looking at the teams. I find Senegal to be more of an entertaining team to watch, more I so agree. than more so than Egypt. I mean, Egypt you will be like watching like watching the game itself. Like for when I did before, I switched to the Portugal North Macedonian game. Egypt was just like park the bus practically, and then just try to rely on some, some Mo Salah magic. Whereas Senegal doesn't have to rely on like Sadio Mane. They actually have players around him to actually like do something. So, like, I'm actually, am I okay that Senegal's in? Yes. At the circumstances, no. That game was complete bullshit. And the only reason why Senegal had the the Senegalese fans had the lasers like in the stadium, anyways, was because it was, they were 1 0 down on aggregate. If they weren't 1 0 down on aggregate, do you think they bring the lasers in? Eh, you know what? Probably
1: probably i mean they would do anything to get that team Listen, yeah. Yeah, like, that, that, um these other countries don't have all the sports we do here in america so they rely on their like soccer national team or even some cricket or rugby but other than that they're not competitive in any other sports so like this is all they have and like what they rely on for their country to bring them like oh
0: exactly their dreams exactly. and
1: stuff and this is it so yes i still would think they would um, I, I'm with you. Like the game, I don't know whether you replay it or because I wouldn't say make Senegal forfeit, but you need something to fix that. Like either play a game and behind closed doors, I guess would be the only real option because I don't want to see Senegal forfeit that game because they deserve a chance to still get to the World Cup, or well, maybe like, just in a neutral site.
0: Yeah, not in not not in not somewhere in Senegal where like safety and security practically means shit. Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, and that that was just like a complete shit show. And then on top of it, like Nigeria losing to G- getting knocked out of qualification by Ghana because Af- the African Confederation is probably the only confederation that still uses the away goals rule. And the Nigerian fans just chasing the players off the pitch was another mind boggling scenario. Dude, that was
1: wild scenes to see.
0: I mean another but you're right there like they rely on like the success of their national team because we don't know exactly how the like we don't know like what the clubs are like in that like in that country or on that continent. Some of those countries may not have professional soccer leagues um, and then other sports may not even be a thing there so it is so like I under like it was just those were just wild scenes altogether, but I mean,
1: I am going to be sad, though, not seeing Nigeria's kits in this year's World Cup because they always have, I think, the best kits.
0: No, they always have some fi- – they've had some fire kits. Nike,
1: Nike hooks them up.
0: Nike hooks them up. They, I, Nike, like, has a great deal with them for, like, fire kits and everything. Um, that's one thing I'm like – that's one thing when it comes to the World Cup I want to see, like, any changes are
1: done to, like, the kits. Um I can't wait to see because I know they always release a new boots pack for the World Cup. So I am happy like for that like all the companies like Adidas, Nike, New Balance, Under Armour, all them. They always release some like fun looking boots. So I'm excited to see those this year. Those oh, are always I fun to too. look at.
0: I am too. I am too. The ball came out today, by the way. Like they unveiled the ball.
1: Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, I'm not a fan. I am they gotta go back to the two thousand ten Jambalaya or however it's pronounced. You know which ball I'm talking about.
0: Yep, the World Cup in South one you, Africa. The,
1: the One you could literally ping from anywhere, and that ball's going top bins.
0: Oh, that's 2006, my friend. <laughs> no, that was a 2010 World Cup ball. Oh, both of them actually, but yeah, I don't remember the 2006 one. Uh, I vaguely remember, yeah. I was
1: thinking of the 2010 one, the like white and brown and yellow,
0: yeah, that one from South the Africa, jump, the jumbo, yeah, yeah. Let me because let me see here. I can well, then... 2006,
1: I didn't 2006 was kind of ugly.
0: Uh, yeah, Jabulani, um, uh, team Geist was 2006. Oh, actually I, you're, you're not even thinking of, um, uh, you're not like Jabulani, like 2010 fever Nova 2002, actually. I mean, like I, I was oh too, yes we, we were too young for that, but like, that I know ball, exactly what
1: you're talking about
0: that ball. Like that was the one that could go top bins. I liked Brazuca I'm not going to lie. I liked Brazuca mainly just because of the design, like. The design of Brazuca definitely was something. I still have. I still have the. One oh, that I was a,
1: that was 2014, 14. right? Yeah, yeah. I that still, ball. I loved. I loved that ball as well. But, I
0: still have that ball. Like it's actually, I still have that ball. It's either in my closet or in my car, and it's still. It's not in terrible condition, even though it's eight years old. And then I got. To,
1: I didn't like the 2018 one. I I, I, have, I have the 2018 one, but I don't like it.
0: I don't have a 2018 one from like the bazooka bazooka or
1: jambolini was definitely the two best balls.
0: I don't have like a 2018 one, like official one. I have like a Spain version of it.
1: Oh yeah. I have the official. I, I, it's not, it's not the worst one, but it wasn't definitely not the best.
0: Yeah. I got like a Spain version just because I like the color scheme. That one I know is definitely in my car. I, I have that in my car still. I don't know why but uh, i guess if i ever just choose to go kick a ball around like i know i have it there but i'll probably like i don't know if i want to buy a i don't know if i like if they come out with like n- n- country versions of like this ball like if there's a us one oh i'll buy it oh Fuck. yeah i'll
1: buy that as well i just i don't know i think i think the design this year is just boring and it's kind of been but i guess it's kind of just been really what we're seeing with like all the um really the uh, like like all marketing I, No, not my. I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for. It it just reminds me all the balls have come out recently, like for the Premier League or like for Champions League and stuff. Yeah, it's all just basic. And I mean, I like. I do like. I like the color scheme on it. I just wish they would have did more with it. I'll probably like it more come tournament time. Oh yeah, I mean like yeah,
0: tournament time in November, not June or July. I'm still annoyed about that but it is what it is. September.
1: November. That's just a long time away. Like you should be, we should be gearing up for it right now on a nice summer day, having a couple beers and watching a soccer game. That exactly. A bad deal. Cause like now, like we're going to be stuck inside watching soccer when there's snow on the ground. It's like, you don't, I don't want that. Premier League, but I don't want international play with that.
0: No, I don't want that. No, no. We, you're right. Uh, That's exactly. You You took the thoughts from my. You took the words from my mouth literally. Like
1: great minds minds think alike. but I don't know. Well, I I told you that. Like
0: I told you that this morning, though. So like it's okay. Like we should be like outside, like at a bar or whatever, like on a patio somewhere, drinking, God knows how, drinking at like all ends of the. Like, beer becomes breakfast and enjoying the weather. Not, like you said, November. Like, it's going to be, like, 30 degrees. Like, wh- 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 where gonna am I going to
1: go? I'm scared it's going to feel like an international break where maybe you are miserable because it's cutting into the Premier League season.
0: Oh, exactly. I
1: know That's I true. know it won't be that because of the, the stakes for this tournament, but it's just not right. I mean, no. all of our life, is has been played in the summer. I mean, but uh, thankfully, though, I guess hindsight being – 2020 and 2026, we're going to have the world cup in the United States.
0: Yeah. And United States, Mexico, Canada. Exactly. And the thing is though, is like, my thought process is this, like I'm definitely going to, I am going to 100% to go all out to at least attend one world cup game in 2026.
1: Oh, me too. I don't even care who it is that I see. Cause I know that if USA, quali- well, USA will have to qualify because
0: automatic qualifiers. Be,
1: so. So with that, do we even have to play? And you're like, would they have to play in the uh, Concacaf tournament?
0: No, they don't play. They won't play in Concacaf qualifying. This is the the so US, tournament.
1: Mexico, and Canada all get a free entrant in.
0: Yeah, so uh, US, Mexico, and Canada played their last qualifiers like on Wednesday for eight years. They don't. Qual- they don't do the qualification process for Concacaf. Well, I guess that's good for mine and your
1: brains just being miserable at this team sometimes. <laughs> I mean, this. When we so, went two nil
0: down, I thought to myself, you know what? Just fucking pull a Kuva <laughs> thousand and get Berhalter and leave Berhalter in Costa Rica. Oh, uh,
1: when we went down two nil, I was just gonna say, just walk off the pitch and forfeit the game, so we can't lose by six. The nothing.
0: <laughs> My thought process was either like either walk off the pitch and forfeit, or or if you're gonna pull a Kuva times a thousand, like just do just it kill, already. Kill Berhalter
1: there. Kill him right now. <laughs>
0: kill, yeah, kill him. Leave him there. Fuck. Oh God, I will. He's gonna, not...
1: our, he's gonna be our coach for the tournament, and me and you are gonna be miserable. Oh right. I, oh, oh god! Because we're not. There's no shot we fire him before the tournament, right?
0: No shots, unless Leeds what? somehow get relegated. But I don't
1: see that happening. Oh, and just... God, I, I'm All not. Right. I'm not now who that I'm we who we pulling
0: for in the World Cup now that we know that we're fucked?
1: <laughs> now that I'm talking about it, like just that picture in my head that he's gonna be our coach for the World Cup. It's like, well, what's the point of even going? Why Back- why send why send the boys to Qatar? Just just send someone send fucking who, who should send Jamaica in our place. Jamaica might get some fun kids. Send Jamaica.
0: Yeah, send send Leon Bailey and not uh, Mikel Antonio.
1: Well, God, yeah, I just thought about that and now I'm miserable.
0: <laughs> All right. Back on the England train.
1: <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna oh, I don't I I will I'll hop on the Senegal train because they're gonna have some fire kits, I feel for the tournament. I'll get a money kit.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh you know what? I, I'll see what the World Cup kits come out for. Or
1: Netherlands, because you know, I, I think the Netherlands
0: Oh, back on the okay. Louis van Gaal train.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna be that that's gonna be my like I know they're not a dark horse, but that's like my dark horse to win the World Cup.
0: Well, we can figure that out, like, when the draw happens and, like, who
1: their group is in tomorrow. I know you and I will just
0: – I know you and I will just be like, oh, we're fucked or, um, uh, oh, easy group.
1: Well, we're fucked regardless because of our coach. And they like <laughs> – yeah, I, I forgot about it. I'm like, oh, we're going to the World Cup. This is great. I'm like, wait, I have watched the qualifiers. This team sometimes – this team sometimes is amazing and this team sometimes just is you're like, what what am I watching right now? Like you <laughs> look like my high school soccer team.
0: Hey, 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 hey. I uh we have Gre- we have more brains than Greg. We have more brains than Greg Hur does. Well, well,
1: my mind goes to just our second actual qualifier this year when we played Honduras and we lost. Or we drew to Honduras.
0: Yes. Oh, I that That's was. What first my brain one. goes
1: to with the, that,
0: that was, was the, the first one? That was the first one. Yep. We drew away to Honduras and then drew it home to Canada and you and I were joking like oh yeah here we go we're, oh, gonna yeah, we said for... we're
1: gonna we're gonna qualify with 10 draws we're gonna
0: qualify for the World Cup with uh with with 14 with uh 14 draws 14 draws that's right and then they lost to Panama away and I said 13 draws and a loss here we go <laughs> <laughs> and then would have
1: it would have if... got, got it done in the CONCACAF.
0: it would have um, no thir- 13 draws and a loss would have only been 13 points they would have finished in like fifth place overall not even like in the not even like in the uh playoff against new zealand
1: <laughs> well that would have been final me
0: yeah uh, uh burr would have been out of a job oh god now i'm
1: now i'm sad too sorry that i brought it up i just i thought about that and just realized in my head that he's gonna be standing on the sidelines coaching this team at the world cup
0: yeah, quote unquote coaching. He won't know what the fuck. He will know what the fuck hit him. He won't just even be. Know where he'll it be is.
1: standing. He'll be standing there as Jordan's wondering what the fuck is going on on the pitch.
0: He'll wonder where he's at. This is this isn't Minnesota. It's not snowing here. Where well, am this I? This turned
1: from us talking about the World Cup to now us being miserable that the U.S. are taking him to the World Cup with him. You know what? Uh, we should just fly to Qatar and just be like, oh, he forgot to get on the team plane, but we'll send him like on a plane and send him to like the front lines of Ukraine. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> no, you know what? Send him to Antarctica. Fine by me. I don't give a shit. I, I, I hate, hey, I mean, you know, podcasts have said worse. I'm not even going to give a shit anymore. I hate
1: Greg Burhalter with all I have.
0: Like, he's a terrible coach. He has no brains whatsoever. And he spells
1: his name terribly.
0: Yeah, Greg. <laughs> like, two G's at the end.
1: It's, it's a or Greg, Greg G. Burhalter. Greg G. Burhalter. Yeah,
0: Greg. Like, two G's at the end. Oh my God, Berhalter, you fucking. Kill me if he um, wins just
1: so... a World Cup, though. I will say this now: I will personally find him and suck him up with everything like, every day straight until he's done with me. <laughs> I will be his personal slave if he brings the World Cup to glory. I mean, uh, listen, yeah, this is our golden generation. I think this is probably going to be our best chance for see, a while to win a World Cup. Like... I don't know about that because I think like USA is actually becoming competent in in soccer, and like we have more youth coming up who are good players. So, so I'm not but, I'm not actually worried about that, but like it's nice right now because we get to see all these players playing in all these like European clubs, and it's like nice to see like us represented more. Whereas when back in the 2014 World Cup, we only had like two players playing overseas; the rest were basically playing in the MLS.
0: Yeah, exactly. We also have the youngest squad going to the World Cup, just based off of the average age from the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we our average age right now is like. I want to say 24.3 years old compare as opposed to like, as opposed to everybody else, which is like 25 and above. Like I think the second is like 24 and a half, but everybody else after that, like is 24 five older i mean 25 yeah. i mean the oldest like squad is like 29 like is just over 29 years old on average and that would be if costa rica makes the world cup and beats new zealand and the only reason why that's for costa rica is because taylor Navas is like 35 years old and they also have like and they also and they also
1: have a couple other players in their 30s too but the, do you think not, i'm assuming pulisic is still going to be our captain at the world cup i would assume
0: I would assume so, too. No, I, I'm
1: I want just to worried it. about it being in December as well because clearly, like, club play will be going on. I, I feel like there's more of a chance for injury. I know typically, though, the World Cup will start right into the season.
0: Yeah, so and I you, just
1: feel like a lot of injuries happen right in the beginning of that season, like it's a soccer season.
0: Oh, they should just put Pulisic on loan. Chelsea yeah. should just put Pulisic on loan to, like, some third Can we just hold them
1: hostage in America until the World Cup starts and then just, like, have them train here every day?
0: Well, he needs game shape, so like he should oh, go.
1: Put him in the MLS. Put him in the MLS. Yeah, but they, they'll be done in what? No. They'll be done in they'll November. Be... Yeah. So then, yeah, exactly. It's perfect. It lines that up is
0: perfect. Way. Yeah. Just have him play for um, uh, have him play for uh,
1: some obscure team. I'll, I'll bring him on the to Wagga White Eagles with me. He yeah. No. You me. know what?
0: No. Forget the yeah. Forget the White Eagles. Have Flower City Union come sign Christian Pulis and John. Oh, North I like Pulis. that idea. Flower City Union RNYFC, one of the two. Um, uh, well, actually no, Flower City Union. Uh, come play in the Nisha <laughs> League. You just—that's
1: selfish of you. You just want him there in Rochester with you.
0: Well, I, well why? would you want him on the cheek to the wall? Well, I—I
1: I can't. Anyways, we folded this summer.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say they folded. Yeah, we folded.
1: <laughs> I'll start. I'll start up a team with just me and Christian Polisic, and we can just go pass the ball around all day.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, fair enough. There, but. World Cup draw tomorrow morning, eleven a.m. I'll be on the road. I'm sure you and I will talk about it uh, in terms of like what the groups are, and we'll talk about like ourselves. Like there, I'm not really gonna go into like who, like we know who's in it. Like three spots like are still up for grabs. Um, they get
1: the Euro playoff and then the two IC playoffs.
0: Yeah, the two Intercontinental playoffs, which is like Costa who, Rica versus- playing in those. Costa Rica plays New Zealand because ocean the Oceania the Oceania conference only gets like half a spot and that's for what, a playoff.
1: Are they playing uh, tonight or is it tomorrow morning they play?
0: Costa Rica and New Zealand don't play until after the draw.
1: Okay, so okay, I see. So they're gonna gotcha, got it, got okay. it. Like June, I think.
0: Um, oh, so they then
1: they'll know who they play. Yeah, Wales. Okay, play, Wales
0: it. plays. No, is yeah Wales plays like Scotland and the winner of Scotland, Ukraine.
1: Wales, uh, golf Madrid.
0: In that order, and then um, uh, Peru plays. Peru plays Australia. I've, Peru plays Australia because Australia didn't automatically qualify from the Asian Confederation. They got the playoff spot, which is weird to me because I feel like Australia auto always qualifies automatically, but they're also old. So yeah, it, and oh, continue. No, uh, but I mean, those are the three spots still up for grabs. Yeah. 2026 just is going to be. A I was going to say it's going
1: to be a shit show because this is the last year with the 32 teams. Now we're going to be going to 64, 48, so I think 48. So basically, every country in the world that has a soccer team is going to make the World Cup.
0: Practically, I mean, so if- it's like what,
1: what's the point of having qualifiers? Because basically, every team is going to make the World Cup now.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's a joke. I mean, my thing is is like
1: I mean, Jamaica's going to make it.
0: Concacaf <laughs> gets three more spots. UEFA gets like two or three more spots. The African Confederation gets like three or four more spots. Oceania actually gets like a full spot. Actually, like they don't get <laughs> to the playoff. But then the Asian
1: represented a little bit now.
0: Yeah, but then like the Asian Confederation for some re- like and like for some reason, gets the They get, like, five or six extra spots. I'm thinking to myself, like, no, like, we know that's where the money's at. But, like, I don't need to see, like, fucking, like.
1: So, Iceland's not making the World Cup, though?
0: Well, Iceland could if they, like, because UEFA has more spots, but.
1: Didn't they make it into the knockouts last time? Or no, did they get knocked out on the last day of group stage?
0: They got knocked out last day of group stage, I think.
1: Okay, because they were in Argentina's group, right?
0: Yes. They, I believe they were. Yeah, like, no. I just,
1: I just like their uniforms as well. I, I know they're too. simple, but I like the the KSI on it, even though I still don't really understand what the KSI stands for.
0: It's like um uh, it's like yeah it it's like the Icelandic language uh just representing like the Icelandic Fe- Soccer Federation or something like that.
1: I like it. I like it. I,
0: so the K has to do something with like soccer or maybe even federation. I would assume I would assume the I stands for Iceland and then like
1: yeah, so I would assume as well. Whenever I see KSI, I think of the YouTuber. That's why I like it so much.
0: KSI, yeah, no, um, uh, but no, I mean, in twenty twenty six, it's gonna be a shit show. Like, I, I can't be asked to see like, I can't be asked to see like fucking, and this is gonna sound terrible, but like, I can't
1: be <laughs> asked to like see Vietnam versus like
0: Sri Lanka in the World Cup. Like, it may those sense. It
1: might, it might, might make for a worldly game. You never know. Yeah, it might make know. for one of the best games we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you never know, right? Hey, it is what it is there. But hey, World Cup draw tomorrow, World Cup in November, sadly. I'm not a fan of it, but it is what it is. Um, uh, I'm excited. I know you're excited. Um.
1: Hey, I, I mean, was excited. I, I, I will say I was excited until then. I thought about that situation in my then head. Then you
0: thought about Ber- then you thought about Berhalter, <laughs> and you're just like, "Now nah, we're fucked." Um, hey, we'll see what the group. What we'll see what the group in lies for tomorrow. Uh, how how screwed we get or how lucky we get. Um, do you have any other final thoughts before we conclude the pod tonight, sir?
1: Um, yes, actually. Um, so I know there's been a lot of speculation going around, and it's still not 100 percent confirmed. But are we both thinking Tiger Woods will play in the Masters?
0: He golfed part he golfed eighteen holes just a few days just a couple days. Yesterday, ago.
1: yeah.
0: I think he will. I think he will be playing in Augusta. Um, and man, the
1: thing is too, like if he's playing in it, he definitely thinks he can win. Because he's not gonna play in Augusta, just gonna like be at like say eighty percent. If he's golfing in it, I feel like he thinks he has a chance to win this tournament.
0: I jumped with my dad talking with him about this earlier in the week. Cause I mentioned, because my, my dad, my dad, my dad was asking me like, I, Oh, I thought I saw my dad was like, I thought I saw something where Tiger golfed at Augusta. And I'm like, yeah, no, he did. Like he golfed 18 holes and he walked the course. And he's like, yeah oh. with, this,
1: with this caddy, I believe it was. um I don't know who you would have took with him though.
0: He, it was his, his, he had his caddy there with him. He golfed with his son and Justin Thomas. Okay. So it well, I know, extra- cause I know,
1: cause I know he has like the two caddies that he could possibly have, but, um, is it probably Joey Lacava? I would assume that was with him.
0: Yeah, I would assume so too. But I said to my dad jokingly, "I said, you know, if he walks out there Thursday morning on the first tee, fuck it, it's over. <laughs> fuck it, it's over. Like I don't care who I don't care who you are. You could be Scotty Scheffler, number one in the world right now. I I do not give a shit. <laughs> like I like I like you know I I I'm hyping it up so much, but." I would not be I would not be surprised like if Tiger Woods if he golfs in the Masters is in contention in the final day somehow.
1: And I well, just I mean it would make, I mean with everything he's went through, it I would make right yeah, for golf. I, I genuinely think he will like, if he's playing in this tournament, he thinks he can be in contention um and I I wish I know this probably would have been tough like just to get, because I I guarantee he's been playing golf a lot, but like in tournament form, like I kind of wish he would have played this weekend at the v- Valero, um, but because what Master starts this Thursday, right? Is Master
0: starts Thursday? Yes, yeah.
1: and when and then the par three is Wednesday. Um, do you think he plays in the par three this year? Like if he plays at Augusta?
0: I mean, maybe.
1: I I, I wish he would have, like, I mean, he'd probably walk because Augusta is a tough place to walk. Like, I know it's tough to see on TV, but you should see, like, for people that don't really know, like, you should see how hilly this place is. So that's why walking it for him is going to be a big deal, especially with what he went through.
0: Oh, 100%, 100%. I mean, if he plays, if he actually is actually going to play in the Masters, I think he will play the par 3, mainly just because, like, you know, for him to know that he can walk the course.
1: I agree, and I really, like, I really hope if he does play, I hope he is in contention Sunday. It, it would be amazing for him to get number 16 um, under his belt now, and then, then he would be all-time on the leader list for wins because right now he's tied at 82. Um, give him 83, three, would be two away now from Nicholas because we know, all know he's a shoe in for the Open this year. I mean, I, if you don't put a – if you don't put a future down on Tiger now at for the open this year, you're crazy. Cause I mean, that's just like, that's, that's, a, a that's that storyline right there. That's a, but that's I really a do right think now. like if he comes back, plays in this tournament, he will be in contention barring. He doesn't shoot an eight on 15 like he did in the last matches he played in.
0: This is very, very true. This is very, very true, but Hey, it is. Hey, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what, ha- we'll see what happens. Like come a oh, week. Oh, Come Tuesday,
1: I would say, because like
0: Tuesday. Yeah. when do you think like,
1: it would be confirmed? Would it have to be? Would it have to be Tuesday or Monday?
0: I think it'll have to be Monday, but I know two. I know Tuesday and Wednesday are mainly like the practice round starting. Well, yeah, so. but I'm
1: saying like to know, like, because like, like oh Monday. Player list it is Monday, okay.
0: Oh, it is, oh, it is Monday because the turn in Valero ends on Sunday. Sunday, and
1: unfortunately, we will not be seeing Ricky Fowler again at the Masters, which kind of sucks. But I mean, he's really hasn't been a name people have talked about a lot recently.
0: But yeah, he I unfortunately
1: know. needed to win at Valaro to get through and I don't even think he made the weekend.
0: We're we're still on Thursday, buddy.
1: Well, no, but I'm I'm pretty sure like he's not even close to the lead right now.
0: Oh, I mean it's still Thursday, but yeah, no. Pro- no, definitely no. I don't think he is even. Oh,
1: actually he he's even right now.
0: Yeah, well he's got I
1: forget. I I, for some reason I thought it was Friday. I don't know why I thought it was Friday. I was gonna say like I was gonna say
0: like it's only Thursday, my guy. Like he's still got a chance. Come on now.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. I mean the the leader right now is minus seven and he's sitting at even. But then again, I mean the leader is someone we always talk about this. The leader on Thursday is basically someone you never know. Then the good guys finally start stepping up once the course gets harder
0: yeah no, exactly. exactly. Hey, I mean, it is what it is there for that. Um hey come Monday morning if he if it's confirmed Tigers playing, then that'll be awesome. Um I you know, good it'll be great for golf. It'll be just great as a spectacle, really. Yeah. and something I, I look forward to. I will uh, be
1: watching the Masters in the FedEx truck on my phone uh Thursday through Saturday since I'm only off Saturday or Sunday Mondays now. Um, you so should. I'm um, uh, driving a FedEx truck, watching the Masters. So if you're in the Tanawanda area and you see a FedEx truck, just watch out because I will probably be watching my phone.
0: What you need to do is get like one of those things, like you can stick on the window, like for your phone. Oh
1: yeah. That's smart. I also do have some sick days I could still use. So it's like, do I use them for the Masters? Cause I would literally sit down all day and watch the Masters.
0: I mean, I could do that too. If I really wanted to, I, I, I really thought about, I, I think about but then, like, not. I. What well, if I actually, like, actually get sick? Then I'm fucked. Um, uh, that is very true as well. But the thing is, though, is like, it is what it is. There. Um. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I have no other thoughts. I mean, I'm excited for the World Cup. I'm excited for the Masters. Um, I'm excited for the hockey game tomorrow night. Should be a great spect- Should be a great like evening. Yeah, night have fun or- there.
1: That's gonna be a great time. Just, just for RJ. I'm just excited for him. He deserves this.
0: Yeah, I know. I was asked to. I was asked. I was asked uh, by a, fr- a friend of mine asked me to see if I can get a ban- like one of the banners for him. And I <laughs> and I said and I said yesterday, like I'll try. But then when I found out it's a sellout, I said I may or may not be able to get yeah, to that. It, it has to be
1: the first ten thousand people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that.
0: Oh yeah. No. Like fuck. I said,
1: you and your dad just get there early just to secure yourself one of the banners.
0: Oh, that's exactly what I gotta tell my dad, like when, as soon as I
1: get back. I'm like, Dad, like we're eating Arena from um, four. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, unfortunately, you're not gonna be able to grab a beer downtown before you get in there because that stadium, I feel like just for that banner, people are gonna pile in there as soon as they can.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh, I'm not even getting a beer downtown. Like my dad my my dad wanted to let like, my dad's like, Oh, what do you want to do for dinner? I'm like, Dad, we're probably not gonna be able to
1: do anything. <laughs> right. So I actually looked for tickets for tomorrow night's game. Uh, I believe it was like Sunday or Monday. I yeah. looked for tickets. It was like one hundred fifty dollars a ticket. I'm like, that's just I can't pay one hundred fifty dollars for one ticket for
0: the, the same.
1: I, yeah, right. I'm like, they're not even like good for one hundred fifty dollars.
0: No, they're not. I mean, hey, I got mine like early. Like as soon as the ba- as soon as the banner night was announced, I said to my dad, I I texted my dad right away. I said, Do you want to go to a hockey game? And he's like, Why? I said, I, I said, check out what the Sabers are first and he's like oh we're going i i got tickets like two days later because nobody bought any yet section 109 like i think it's like row 28 i'm in which is like in the 100s but like not like close to the board so like i can still see everything which is great 50
1: yeah
0: 51
1: yeah that's i would pay that like when i look for tickets i was like all right maybe the most i'll pay is probably like i was thinking like maybe 60 dollars," but then i saw 150 i'm like i'm just not going to the game
0: <laughs> I will just watch the ceremony. I'm going
1: to yeah, watch it on TV and it's Ooh.
0: fine. And listen to Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray on MSG. Oh, God, I, oh,
1: I don't, don't even get me started on those two sometimes listen to
0: them. Hey, uh, we'll get into that next week, but other than that, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have no other thoughts. We'll shit on the MSG broadcast next week. Cause I'm pretty sure we'll have nothing to talk about, but other than that, I have nothing to say. Um, uh, other than just another spectacular podcast episode, Um, with that being said, listen to us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter as well at LHS podcast, 2021. Um, Paiska, the Red Sox suck. They're not doing shit this season. And with that being said, just keep on keeping on everybody.